Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation, time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know what? Jeff Prosser. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> Rise and shine. Google, it's go time on a Tuesday morning. It's the Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday, and pigskinning ain't easy. Wow, another Monday night example of that. You thought the Jags' upset loss to the Bengals was somewhat surprising a week ago. The Miami Dolphins will see that surprise and raise you a shock. As the Dolphins, uh, congratulations. Dolphins, it's like they woke up and realized, oh, wait, it's December. They had a 14-point lead with three minutes to go. Very few teams in NFL history. It had been 750-something games since a team blew a 14-point lead with three minutes or less to go. But the Miami Dolphins did just that last night. And, man, I don't know where that came from, from, from the Titans, who... You know, from the beginning, they hung around, but the Dolphins scored two fourth-quarter touchdowns and took that 14-point lead, and let's not underestimate the importance of this game last night for the Dolphins. It's just like the Jaguars' Monday nighter against the Bengals last week, and lo and behold, the league has thrown us two of the biggest upsets by point spread this season. These last two Monday night games, the Jags were 10.5, 11-point favorites over the Bengals, lost straight up. The Dolphins, two touchdown favorites last night at home against the Tennessee Titans with so much to play for. I will remind you that the Dolphins' next two games, Cowboys-Ravens. You got to get that one last night. Man, I am tempted to get sucked into the Jaguars' chances being improved, but I just can't do it, right? I mean, in reality, we play the— Now that the Dolphins have that fourth loss— uh, the Chiefs are in free fall. The Jacks play the Ravens this week. Are a ten and three. I mean, dare to dream that nine and five could be in the cards this week. It would send the Ravens to ten and four. And Baltimore has a couple, three tough ones left as well. Uh, nah, nah, not for this football team. Not the way they underperformed Sunday at Cleveland. Not this gentle tailspin that they are in right now. You get the sense, E.T. Good morning, by the way, my friend. What they do? How are we doing? I'm good, man. Another day. You get the sense, and don't, don't, don't dramatize what I'm about to say. You know, I don't mean it as if uh, the fan base or perception has suddenly completely turned, but you feel like the honeymoon is over for Doug Peterson, right? From this standpoint, he was a new, fresh voice, got in, turned us around, got him to the playoffs, and now there's just an expectation, right? There's no more of this, uh, you know, let, let's, 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 let's go hang out on the beach during the day and then, you know, dance and drink tonight on our honeymoon. You feel like now, uh, yeah, the marriage has been consummated. It's mm-hmm. time to... Time to build some building blocks together. And and these two losses, and again, the Bengals went so, so disappointing at home on Monday night. I mean, Cleveland's got a for real defense. They've beaten other good teams. But I think if we learned anything again this weekend, last week, last night, I don't know if I, and I've said this now, I found myself saying this a couple times this season already. I don't know if I remember a more, more parody than this year. 
I feel right now, and this can change like it's the 49ers and everybody else, and you Cowboys fans could scream, hey, what about us? But the Cowboys and 49ers played earlier this year, and that didn't go well for Dallas. I do find it somewhat comical that the Eagles are being written off. Man, football fan bases are a fickle bunch. I was reading some Eagles stuff yesterday. They, you know, the portions of the fan base not happy with something like Jason Kelsey said after the game. We got to play better. The same old cliche. And and I got I just I, I'm I'm eavesdropping on the social media statements by some of the Eagles quote fan base. And man, you want to talk about spoiled? This team is who we thought they were. They can't do blah blah blah. Brah, you're in the Super Bowl last year, and you had the best record in football for most of this year. Maybe take just a little sip of settle down. Here's a tall glass of settle down. Take just a sip. But it's the Titans pulling off an improbable comeback. If you're uh, if you're sitting in Nashville this morning, say, well, why can't we just do what Jacksonville did a year ago? Right? We were four or five games down with four or five left, and we won them all, and they lost them all. Such a big game for the Jaguars at home this Sunday night, man. We need a win. We haven't said that around here in a while. We need a win. Lost two in a row. We are plummeting. This is a team that's been on the rise since mid-season last year. We've ridden a full calendar year of nothing but optimism and and setting and reaching goals. We're in a little bit of a free fall here, man. But hold on, says Doug Peterson. For us, I mean, the sky's not falling, obviously. Yes, we haven't played our best football the last two weeks and we've gotten beat. You know, for us, it's a matter of just continuing to just focus on us, be us, be who we are, you know, control the things that we can control. At least at least go out and not try to lose another football game if possible. Wow. Did you hear what how he phrased that at the end? Huh? You think the confidence isn't just a little bit? The, the overall sh- assuredness isn't shaken just a little bit? Can you play just the end of that soundbite for me again, E.T., maybe the last six, seven seconds? And pay attention to how Doug Peterson phrases the opportunity uh, this week and where this uh, team stands. It's a matter of just continuing to just focus on us, be us, be who we are, you know, control the things that we can control. At least, at least go out and not try to lose another football game. Did you hear where we are? Let's at least go out and not try to lose a football game. It's a little bit different. Mood ring than what we've been wearing around here for a while. But listen, uh, you, we got a great opportunity. That's how you look at a Sunday nighter against the Ravens. It is a terrific opportunity. It sure would be nice to play some good, solid football at home, wouldn't it, gang? Can I get an amen? Amen, amen. I mean, we got to play some football at home now. Hopefully this. Hopefully we bounce back. This is a big game here. I think we're going to find out about our Jags. We're a bounce back good team or nah, we're just mediocre. Especially injured. We're just okay. Well, we may be good enough to win this ragtag AFC South. Lose this week, though, and I might disagree. I'm not comfortable. I wasn't comfortable yesterday with Dan just assuming three wins in these last three games. Is that where you are, E? I don't know what y'all been watching who think that we'll just get through these and we're going to mow through Carolina, Tampa, Tennessee. I don't know which team y'all been watching. That is awfully presumptuous. Got to play at Tennessee last week of the year. How, how, where'd they play yesterday, E? Go way back to, I don't know, seven hours ago. Where were they finishing up? Miami. 
And who won that game? Oh, the, they pulled oh, so, out. Oh, so yeah, we're just gonna roll it out and go to Tennessee and win. Yeah, sure nah, we. Yeah, uh-uh. sure we are. Yeah, right. We can go to eight and six this week. We'll be fine. We got those three quote easy games at the end. Yeah, nod, nod, wink, wink on that one. Gonna hear more from Doug Peterson. He had a lot to say yesterday, and I'd like to share it with you. Got a big game this week, man. Got a big game. We're in trouble if we lose this game, E. I mean, I hate to break it to y'all. Some of you I don't have to. Some of you already hi-ho, hearty agree. This is not the football team playing with the same gusto, confidence, execution, production. Um, Not playing with the same ceiling we saw them play with earlier this season. In fact, just a couple weeks where we had righted the ship again. One in Houston, won five in a row, got into eight and three. And we were in great shape, weren't we, until we weren't. And it started with a night that was a lot like some other big favorites last night. Monday Night Football has uh, suddenly become Snakebite City, baby. For the life of me, and I've worked in the industry for a long time, TV and radio. I, to this day, really still don't understand it. I don't know why on God's green earth, ESPN slash ABC would swing a deal where they get multiple Monday Night Football games and they would play them at the same time. I don't, that don't make no sense. None. Play a game at 7, play one at 8.30. It's not hard. You know what ESPN's official statement was? We want to recreate that feeling of Sunday afternoon. Uh, well, you better schedule about eight, nine more games there, you dodo birds. I just went dodo bird. Um... Look, here's the reality. I don't need two games at once, man. It's 9 o'clock at night. I uh, Sunday afternoon, my clicker finger's working good. My brain is firing. My neurons are firing. I could click, click, click. Red zone, this game. Jags, this game, that game. Monday night, I just want to put it on and leave it, dude. I don't want to every commercial flip back and say, oh, let's see where the Packers-Giants are. By the way, Giants, Giants with a big... Big upset last night. Uh, were you like me? Did you watch any of the Giants-Packers game? And did you find yourself at one point going, what is that? Who is that? I haven't paid much attention to this Tommy DeVito story. I haven't paid much attention. I'll be honest. He's just... <laughs> I picture Tommy DeVito arriving to the game... <laughs> just strutting in just like this, right? <laughs> can you see Travolta strut right now? Yeah. You can see his strut, can't you? Fixing his shirt, fixing his That's hat. right, that's right. With that wall. That's Tommy DeVito walking you into the game. can't tell him nothing. I'm here, Bizzles. <laughs> I mean, I haven't paid much attention to Tommy DeVito. I haven't. Don't call him Danny. I haven't paid any attention to him, but to me, he's just the latest in the chow line of overmatched New York quarterbacks. We've seen a bunch of those between the Jets and the Giants in the last couple of years. And then you do a deep dive, and you realize that Tommy DeVito's mom and pop live within walking distance of the Giants' training facility. <laughs> you realize this guy grew up in the shadow of the Swamplands. You realize that this is Jersey kid through and through, and, and here he is. Quarterbacking the New York Giants, in this case on Monday Night Football, to an upset win or bad loss for the Packers, too, by the way. That's also a big upset. But, man, the stereotype 
Just went into overdrive last <laughs> night. You're going to have to post, repost, put it yeah. on the 1010XL Twitter. Did you guys see this cat that Tommy DeVito employs as an agent? I don't know who's enjoying Tommy DeVito's rising star more. Tommy DeVito or Sal Mucella. I don't know that dude's name. Looks like a Sal to me. He he looked like a Halloween costume, bro. Dude looks like a Halloween costume. This dude shows up on the sidelines carrying a bag. What's in the bag, by the way? He's carrying a bag around. He's got on a black suit, pinstripe, black silk shirt underneath, some sort of black fedora hat. Uh-huh. The jewelry looks like he's wearing mascara, not gonna lie. And he just struts around the field pregame. He looked like he was the mayor of the Hackensack. He was like talking to everybody he saw yeah, on the like sideline. He owned it. Yeah, like he owned the joint. I gotta know who that dude is. I'm gonna do a dive here, so. Yeah, staying alive is um, certainly a key phrase in the NFL right now. When I update you on the playoff standings a little bit later, dude, there are like now nine teams within two games in the AFC. I mean, it is just stacked up. The Jacks cannot afford to lose more football games, guys. We've given away our rope. I, I would say it quite simply. If I'm Doug Peterson, the to this point, expert psychologist, this one's must win. This is must win. If you go into a home Sunday nighter against the Ravens and lose that game, I don't care in what form or fashion, we are in trouble. If you do not see that and recognize that, you're living in la-la land. There is no, we'll be okay, we'll bet. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that they won't bounce back and win three straight. They may very well do that. But if you're just counting on that, you are a fool, man. You are, that, that's a, that's fool's folly. If you think the Jags can drop their third in a row, fall to eight and, a, eight and six, and then just bebop, flip a switch, and win these last three games, like going to Tampa and going to Tennessee is a walk in the park for this football team whose defense has absolutely fallen apart. The offensive injuries are crippling this football team. And now you got the number one seed in the AFC, Colin. You're a defense that's letting Joe Flacco light you up and Lamar's rolling into town. The Ravens perhaps with just a bit of a bad taste in their mouth after the way last year's Ravens-Jaguars game went. Get excited, Jaguars. Get fired up for this game. Don't get anxious about it. This is must win. If you lose this game, we're in trouble, man. I don't know how else I can say it, guys. If we lose this game and make it three in a row, they are not winning the last three games. They can. I'm here to tell you that ain't happening. So the best you're going to be is 10 and 7, and it might be a good enough in the pillow fight south. It might just be. But this isn't like we've won the last two and this is game in hand or we're just looking at now the other side of that, and dare I say it, I'm sorry. I apologize. This is not a firm belief. This isn't something that I'm shooting for. But if the Jags do beat the Ravens, it it just completely flips the script. The top seed is back in play. I mean, the Ravens still got to play the Dolphins. They still have another. hmm. Who is it? 
They got another one, too. The Ravens got another one. They got Well, they got the, the Jags. They start to play the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins, of course, and we'll revisit some more. Losers last night. First things first. I mean, we need to win for the win, for the AFC South, for to get this football team on track to keep. Forget the ceiling goals. I've completely lost faith in that. Maybe as Hall Day, bro. The other team the Ravens got is San Fran. San Fran, see yeah. what I'm saying? Finish with Pittsburgh. I mean, they got Pittsburgh, San Fran, and Miami. If the Jags win this game this week and go to nine and five, send the Ravens to ten and four. It's going to be ten and four, ten and four, Baltimore, Miami. One of them's going to lose, and then they go to San Francisco and Miami. By the way, starts to go. I think play Dallas. Miami's got the Ravens in Dallas. The Jags got the Ravens, and then three who I don't know. Somehow our, our fan base has determined our layups. Not true. Not true. The big game coming up this week. Going to hear more from Doug Peterson uh, when it comes to that. Revisit these uh, Monday nighters. Absolute shockers in South Florida. And I I would suggest to a certain degree the Meadowlands. I mean, you didn't see that coming for the Packers either. They had won three in a row. They've been playing very good football. Or back in the playoff bracket. And so... um, The NFL home stretch, buddy, it is really set up. I, let me reset that for you when we come back on the other side. We got a fun day scheduled for you. If you haven't gotten the uh, message, Hicken has uh, entered the, what's it called here? The Dalrymple Institute for Depression. Uh, the Jaguars and his Friday five-pack have sent him into a downward spiral. We're going to get him some counseling for three or four days this week from the Dalrymple Institute of Depression. And so we will uh, make hay with without him. And uh, you ready for you ready for some every time? Matt, every time. Yeah, Matt, every going to come in and uh, share the space with us this morning. We'll welcome him into uh, the fray at seven o'clock. There are some golf issues we'll touch on, but well, we're bringing Matt in for his uh, personality and his uh, pigskin love and all kinds of other good stuff. So we will uh, carry you home with Matt every today. Have other things planned as we move through this week, and there is lots to talk about today. We're going to get kind of hectic. Certainly, the Jags have fallen out of the top ten, or no one's paying attention. It's easy to be down on this football team last night. These last two weeks are disgusting displays. Just pitiful displays for what should be a pretender. That's not how pretenders act. Pretenders don't blow home games against the Bengals. They had a chance to win if they just kick a field goal. The contenders don't go to Cleveland and face 38-year-old quarterbacks and depleted rosters and, and lose. That's not what contenders do. Maybe one of those, not both. So, yeah, the, the pressure is on this Sunday night. It is pressure. And it's a lot more than keeping a division league. Lose this game, and you're in big, big trouble there, tough guys. Big, big trouble. You're listening to The Drill on the Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. You 6 o'clockers know it's chilly out there this morning. We're about to settle into, like, some normalcy here with a high of, like, 68 and a low of 55 every day. So we'll ride that uh, like a Christmas sleigh probably into the new year. Well, for now, it's a little chilly this morning. Stop by and get you some of that Daily's Fresh Ground Coffee, and we'll be back and chat a little more when we come back on the other side. 641-1010, that's phone number. Also, the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can also reach us via the, remember this old thing called the email? That's the drill at 1010XL.com. 
All right, we're back here on The Drill. Thanks for being up and at it with us on a chilly Tuesday morning. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories uh, Tuesday. Now you need answers. Where do you go? Well, a lot of you go to Twitter, X, whatever they're calling it these days. I just go to my buddies who are sending me Twitter links. And so I'm getting to the bottom of uh, a guy named Sean Stellato. Um, who is actually the uncle of a former Clemson player. Yeah, <laughs> looks different there. This guy, this guy like treats every day like Halloween. He's had a Clemson game and he's got more of the flat build cap, you know, leather, letterman's jacket kind of look. And then last night, I mean, he was just fully blown. I, I felt like if last night's game would have been played in Alabama, that DeVito's agent may have run afoul of the law. What's, what's this over here? You never heard of grits? Sure, sure, I heard of grits. I just actually never seen a grit before. Yeah, honey, you can try it. You first. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when uh, DeVito's agent, they, they go play the Falcons. They stop at the Waffle House. Uh, that, that's him. Um, what a circus the NFL is, bro. <laughs> what a... What a circus. And this this guy last night in character. And I said, DeVito, I haven't paid attention. These quarterbacks in New York for the Giants and Jets, they're just going through these retreads and these no goods for the last couple of years, really. I, I don't pay any attention. To me, DeVito is just the latest of these unaccomplished, no good quarterbacks. <clears throat> Not that he is great <clears throat> by any stretch, but they got a good coach, man. I, I believe in Dayball. And there was a time, I, I, I said this, <clears throat> There was a time earlier this year in the beginning where you could, I think you could throw the Giants and Broncos into the conversation for the worst team in the league. You feel me? The Panthers have kind of been there all along. They have a rookie quarterback. But the Giants, even when they had Daniel Jones, were losing. Remember, they were losing every week. They started like 0-4, 0-5, and they were down at halftime and came back and beat Arizona. And they're back to 5-8 and eight now. I mean, certainly, well, I would say they're out of playoff contention, but the final playoff spot in the NFC right now is 6-7. and seven. The playoffs are a mess, man. And it just keeps getting more and more fun every week. The AFC now, which, by the way, uh, we just find ourselves among those middling teams. Uh, the Jags would still be the four seed if the playoffs started today. They would host Cleveland. I'd take that matchup in a heartbeat. Yes, I'd look, sir. I'd look forward to that a little bit of rematch there. Uh, the Steelers at seven and six, uh, seven and six, still holding down the four at the six seed. Uh, the Colts would be the seven seed at seven and six. And then you have the Texans seven and six, the Broncos seven and six. Look out, boys! Here come the Bengals and the Bills, both seven and six. If I'm Denver, Houston, Indy, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, yeah, I'd be looking. Objects are closer than they appear when you look into the rearview mirror. And those two teams, those are those are teams with a little playoff moxie. Uh, those are, now, they also have tough schedules, too, man. Every schedule looks... I don't remember the parity in the league. I don't remember where back-to-back Monday night football games, double-digit favorites at home, both lost in good games, not with something, you know, not, not losing your quarterback or something strange happening. And the Dolphins lost last night. And by the way, I am going to just... This is a little smile here. Just a little smile. 
We have some engaging conversations on the uh, text line, and we got a Dolphins troll out there. He's just been lighting us up here when the Jags lose. You know what I'm talking about, E? Have you seen that one on there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just Dolphins troll. We'd be this much of a favorite over Cleveland. Y'all stink. Y'all suck. Wada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, you've been telling me that. How'd the Titans do on their trip to Jacksonville there, Mr. Comparison? How'd they do? Seems I remember us beating the living hockey sticks out of the Titans, and you lost to them last night at home? I try to tell Dolphin, man, it's December, bro. The stinkfish are the stinkfish. You should probably shut your mouth at some point. But he just keeps going. And again, it's the worst kind. It's like when you're despondent about how the Jags have lost. You know, one of those types. And they're very popular, I guess, on social media and other places. Just you call it, Is that what you call a troll, E? That is a troll. Yeah, right? You're a troll. If, if you live in a town where the popular team loses, and the next day you just, you just love it, right. you're in glee, and you're talking about the Dolphins and how if they were going to Cleveland, they would be you know, 10-point favorites, and the crappy Jags are underdogs and yada, yada. And you just played at home on Monday night against a terrible Titans team, a team the Jags walloped. And this is what happens when trolls get karma And I got dear friends that are Miami Dolphin fans. I'm sorry for y'all, but blame this guy. You want me to send you his number? Yeah. <laughs> send you his number. Should I, what, what do they call it? Dox him? Should I dox him? I'd never do that, gang. Don't worry. Um, yeah, and y'all just you know, get... Take it out on this this guy, because obviously he's the moron who doesn't understand how the sports world works. Shh, you gotta be quiet, man. Gotta be quiet. Humble so it's, yourself. Yeah, so it's a crazy situation in the AFC. And and again, you know, I'm not gonna whisper that if the Jags beat the Ravens, the top seed's back in play. I'm not gonna talk about that. Instead, I'm gonna talk about a a withering, shaky football team that isn't playing good football at all. And who desperately, I think, for big, big reasons, desperately needs to remember all those seven and six teams I just told you about. Yep, Jags are eight and five. If you lose to the Ravens, you're going to suddenly find yourself in a tie with a bunch of people, including the te- the Titans and the Colts, or the Texans and the Colts. And if you don't watch out, you'll mess around and lose the division and won't even be in the playoffs. Ooh, that's not a stretch. It's not a stretch at all, thanks to the incredible underachieving that has happened here these last two weeks. I mean, look, things have gone so south and so squirrely for Doug Peterson that even the simple seems complicated. You know, the things when you look at the tape, um, gosh, it's it's all the the self-inflicted stuff. I mean, it's... It's negative, you know, negative runs or incomplete passes early in the down. You know, it's pre-snap penalties that put you in first and 15s. Route details, just just fundamental things that, that we can control. Oh, by the way, that's just the offensive side of the ball. And really the same thing on defense, right? Just uh, not staying disciplined in the gaps, uh, missing tackles on the perimeter, all things that are within our control that that we've got to get back to doing. So you get those corrected, and and you put a little bit of a you know the attention to detail on those. I, I think you will be back to playing good football and, and competing. All right, they expect to get Ezra Cleveland, and and you know he sounded optimistic about Walker Little yesterday. Be good to get those two big beefy guys up front. Trevor's ankle is fine, they say. Mister Elastic is just going to be. Um, back to full health. It seems like sooner rather than later, we'll be a little, little bit limited in practice. 
uh, this week. They got to get a struggling run game going. You ask the coach a question like that, and he's going to give you a lot of coach speak. At the end of the day, the big boys up front need to play like grown men, man. We need some gams, some grown A men up front winning their battles. Just, okay, if I just got to get into a knife fight with you here on the line of scrimmage, I will. I, we need some dudes to bow up here like somebody's trying to get to their family. I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, the struggles, though, with the run game are pretty evident to all of us. You know, we, we've had pre-snap penalties. We've had receivers who apparently are just spacewalking through football games. I mean, I, there wasn't enough made. There was a play the other day that they scored where on the snap, Calvin Ridley is turned to the referee on the sideline and arguing that the Browns have jumped off sides. He's not even running a route, dude. Unacceptable, man. So there's a lot of shenanigan nonsense going on with it. Apparently unfocused and at times, especially this weekend, undisciplined team. So you ask Doug Peterson under the framework of the struggles with fundamentals on this side and that side. Are your guys mentally where you need them to be? I mean, some of it's on on players. Obviously, their attention to detail. They just got to focus and listen in the huddle. What the what the play is, what the call is, where to be aligned, the snap count, and all those types of things. And and I get it too. They're in the heat of the moment. I mean, you got to block Miles Garrett one on one, and you might anticipate the count just a little bit. You know, you you just get a little jumpy. But you know, those are things that that we have to uh, try to eliminate. Keep us out of those those long yardage situations you know it's a part of you wants to say it's just so surprising because we're, we're week 15 right I mean we've been playing all year we've had training camp but it's still a young football team it's still a young football team and it's in and, and some of the veteran pieces are are new to the mix in this case uh, Calvin Ridley who just seems that cannot get on with the program dude I'm not gonna he's gonna have a Somewhat productive year. He can make a play game to game. I, I'm not ready to just like throw him out with the bathwater, but he just can't get on the page, dude. He, t- too many times since the beginning of the year, you just, even from a layperson fan perspective, you can tell, well, he didn't do the right thing there. So that's going to be necessary, especially with Christian Kirk lost, I would think, for the year. There's uh, more good news. They could get Jamal Agnew back this week. And while we have bemoaned the lack of impact players Trent Baalke has brought in through the draft, and I think it's fair now to start maybe um, putting some volume on that. If you're running the team over there, I mean, we have certain expectations that we follow up every Monday with what happens on the field. There's a big impetus and expectation of what's happening in the front office and the players that they are adding via the draft. And at the end of the day, not my opinion, stack them up against the rest of the league, ask other analysts. And Trent Baalke has done a really, really pee-poor job the last couple of years of supplementing this roster and making it get better faster. He's really, he's done a not a good job. It's not good enough. It's not good enough you got to keep adding young players. you got to keep getting guys in. At some point, guys that get come for contract. And, you know, Luzard and Key isn't a big deal if you have been drafting guys who are ready to step up and, and take over that role. But uh, Balky and the Jags have not done that. He has drafted poorly. And you got to draft better. Or we're going to be stuck in this, you know, going to go 11-6 and six mode forever. We're not going to take that step up to Super Bowl contender if this dude keeps bringing us non-all-star level players. Got to have all-stars. I mean, you, you, you look at the 49ers, and yeah, it's great with, with McCaffrey. They drafted a quarterback in round seven. They drafted an all-pro tight end in round five. They got uh, Fred Warner 
in the middle of the draft. You know, you got to go find guys. And our guys couldn't find them with a damn spotlight on them, it feels like. That being said, we are finally here late in the year seeing some impact from at least a couple of rookies, right? Parker Washington scored a touchdown for the second straight game since Christian Kirk went out. Antonio Johnson had the one and only sack uh, for the Jaguars defense as he finally gets over that hamstring injury that dogged him for much of the year. And so um, with those two guys this past Sunday at, at Cleveland, maybe we're getting some some glimmer of rookie shine. Yeah, I mean, they're showing showing promise. They're obviously showing why why we drafted them, obviously. And, and now this late in the season, um, you know, these young guys really are going to be called upon, you know, based on injury and, and where you are as a, as a team. And so the more opportunities they get, this was great for Parker, obviously. You know, with Christian's absence, he gets a chance to really – kind of sink his teeth into the offense and, and show what he can do, which he's he's done the last couple of weeks. And the same with Antonio. Yeah, and uh, look, those guys making a mistake here or there, whether it's coverage, playbook, that's understandable. Uh, some of these other guys, these veterans, Calvin Ridley's been in the league a long time. He's been playing a football a long time. I need a fo- I need some focus from my guy, man. He, we need some focus from our guy. We do. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Agent Zero. He just too many times. He just doesn't, he just doesn't look focused. Him right? supposed to be locked in. Yeah, he's supposed to be fourteen hundred guy. And you put this on yourself. So here's what I don't want any either. I don't want any Calvin Ridley doubling back and getting petulant and pouty because people are unhappy. I I don't want any of that. You better sit and take it like a man. You said fourteen hundred yards. You said you were him. Him don't run around not paying attention on the field. Got a football fix when we return. You're listening to The Drill. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, my uh, cohort, my friend, my colleague, Dan Hicken, has uh, fallen into a deep, dark depression. It's going to take a couple days off. Not handling this back-to-back uh, game losing streak. Not going well. Matt Every will ably pinch it. He probably wants to scream, you know it, in about 10 minutes, right? Matty's not afraid to do that. Uh, but we'll be, we got a lot to get around and through and talk about today. It's not going to be a three-hour golf show. We will uh, pick Matt's brain on a variety of issues. There certainly are some golf ones out there. But, I mean, what I take out of what we see here, man, is just this jumbled playoff parody pool. is just crazy. He fired the band. we got a football fix. I told you about the AFC. I mean, just as a reminder. Um, uh, the Browns, after beating the Jags, leaves them both 8-5. and five. So the top five teams... Uh, are eight and five or better. But then you have one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six teams are seven and six fighting for those last two spots. And then that'll do it. But the Bills and Bengals both coming at seven and six. Broncos, Texans, Colts all seven and six, and Steelers seven and six. So uh, some of this is going to take care of itself. I think of these six teams, three of them have matchups against each other this weekend, so there's going to be a little bit of that down the stretch. But uh, that's just the AFC. You look at the NFC, and it's, gosh, it's even more confounding, right? The Eagles, uh, the, somebody's going to win the NFC South. They may be sub-500, but for now, that's that's the Buccaneers. But if you go to the first wild card, right now that's the Eagles at 10-3. and three. But then you got the Vikings at 7-6 and six, are in the sixth spot. The Packers, even with a loss last night, are six and seven. And then you have the Rams six and seven, Seahawks six and seven, Falcons six and seven, Saints six and seven. It is going to be some serious calculus going into the final Saturday on just how and who 
is going to emerge into the postseason, and that's because we had the biggest upset of the year last night in Monday Night Football. The Dolphins lose at home to the Titans. Bad loss for Miami. Bad loss for a fish team trying to... You know, the one thing Miami had done so far this year, they had played bad and gotten beaten by the good teams, but they had played good and often smoked the bad teams. Titans are a bad team. They were 4-8. and eight. We saw them here in Jacksonville. They weren't even competitive. To blow a 14-point lead inside of three minutes. That hadn't happened in over 750 NFL games, by the way. Uh, inexcusable, and I think it really does show that the Dolphins aren't a true contender. You could say the same thing about the Jaguars. I have. They're not a true contender either, so don't. I'm not speaking from some ivory tower. You don't lose that game at home to the Titans if you're trying to get home field advantage and win a Super Bowl. You got no chance of winning the Super Bowl. You probably don't have much of a chance of going to the Super Bowl because now not only can you not beat any of the good teams, but apparently the bad ones will get you too at home. So it's 14-point dogs. The Titans win. Last week, the Jags were 10-11 point favorites over over the Bengals. Didn't work. And I don't know what the spread was exactly. I'm sure the Packers were a touchdown favorite over Tommy DeVito and company, and and that didn't end well either. Last-second field goal sends the Giants past the Packers. By the way, Will Levis in the Titans game threw for 300, and Tommy DeVito continues his Cinderella Flatbush story up there in New Jersey. Local kid makes good, and Hal and Giants have gotten it to 5-8, and eight, and Brian Dayball has kind of steadied this ship. Uh, all right, other news from the Miami game. Tyree Kill, he was ticked. He got horse collar tackled. Of course the refs didn't see it. They're blind, deaf, dumb, stupid. Name it. I mean, the NFL refs, we, I think we need to go AI on the refs. I do. I'm ready to take every one of those old jokers out to a, to a, to a dock and give them a brim pole. Y'all just sit here and fish for the next 20 years. You're incompetent. And the incompetence just shone through again last night. They can't help themselves. They've in part been paralyzed, too, by fan reaction, by the replay system. They got no moxie. They're just terrible. And they were terrible again last night. And Tyreek Hill got hurt on a play where he got horse collared. I, I don't mean, you know, fourth graders know what horse collaring is. Why the refs can't see it, recognize it, and call it is beyond belief. Pretty badly sprained ankle. Looked like one of those that you sprain. You don't roll outside in. You roll inside out. Those are always harder. But Hill did come back in. He played some. Not enough, though, for the for the Finns, who just absolutely uh, blow it. Andy Reid backed off of his uh, criticism yesterday. I mean, that was you needed to do that after Patrick Mahomes did not represent himself well. He cried like a baby. I saw, by the way, they stole our idea. It was floating around Twitter yesterday. Oh, they took it from Yeah, they're showing Patrick Mahomes at his press conference with the uh, sound they, effects. They be listening. Yeah, because he, he was a big Ben. Patrick Mahomes is a champion. He's also, at least for one Sunday afternoon, a big crybaby. Um, and the Chiefs are 8-5 and five because they are no, they're not as good as they've been. Blame that one on the refs because your guy lined up all sides. Well, we know that. Well, Andy Reid backed off of that criticism. Says they will not give up on Katarius Tony after that gap. I'm sure the fan base had. This started in week one, remember? He's dropping balls and making mistakes against the Lions in their opener. And here we are, you know, almost to the end of the year and still just doing dumb things. Looks like Justin Herbert's going to have to have surgery today. So uh, the Chargers season is over. That's dead men walking at coach out there. Brandon Staley will very rightfully be fired. They should have done this last year. And who knows, they might be a playoff team right now. Vikings optimistic they'll get Justin Jefferson back this week against the Bengals. He returned against the Raiders and then quickly went out with a back injury. He got kind of speared. And the Seahawks, the Seahawks hoping to have 
Rookie corner Devin Weatherspoon back for Monday Night Football. They take on the Eagles. Suddenly the Eagles in free fall. They desperately need a win. And the Seahawks, even though they've gotten beat, I think now three in a row by three really, really good teams because of what I talked about in the playoff standings, they're still in it. That's football things. You're welcome. Brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers, Mandarin, Orange Park. Um, look, you find out about your insurance agent and agency and team when something goes wrong. You have a hard time getting through. Is it delayed? Uh, Mandy and her team, her dream team of experts, will be there when you need her so you can count on Allstate agent Mandy Bowers, Mandarin, and now Orange Park. All right, we turn our attention on a Catlin Truck Accessories 2 to the every arrival. Matt Every will uh, join us in studio for the next two or three hours. A lot of every stands out there, so that will be uh, fun as well. We got lots to talk about and kick around. You are immersed in the drill on a CTA Thursday. All right, you want to, you want to, you want to, uh, maybe you, tomorrow. You're not the, ready. The Too screen, much pressure. Screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so you got to, you almost got to mentally prepare as you're driving in. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, this is a guy that's been on the, you know, the, on the first tee for major golf events. But when you put him on that stage, it's a little different. It's a little different here than Tinted XL Studios. I got you. The new, new now on the microphone. From that tournament Matt. Every. You know that guy? You know it! Yes, sir! I think he was. Dive on. You need some, some, some hands, as we call them? Do we have them? We'll get you some. Right, you yeah, I'm going to get them right. Oh, here he goes. Yeah, you can leave your post, D. I'll give you permission. We'll... Bet that up. Yeah. Yeah. This does make you want to do something violent, this music right here. Right? Yeah. It just wants to make you do something violent. I don't care. Jeez. And it doesn't have to Can be against that on camera. It doesn't have to be against another person. Are those shirts on uh, shorts on backwards or is it supposed to be that way? No way. Those are definitely backwards. <laughs> they're not. Wow. <laughs> He's got some basketball shorts on and they're bulls and the bulls uh, it goes across the front, which is somewhat inappropriate, I think. <laughs> just just say. Uh, Tuesday, check the tape Tuesday. I, I stayed up all night watching film from last week. Oh, you week. did? Yeah. Yeah. We're, okay. we're good to go. Good for you. Well, yeah. it's, uh, look, it, it's, as the war, as, as the worm turns, man, it's just how it is. And you, you spend all your time at being an afterthought, a, 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 a just a, a, a little, you know, blight on the NFL landscape where they kick you year after year after year and you just get used to taking any glimmer of hope and positivity you can mm-hmm. so you win a game and you're just beside yourself for a week and then it, it turns and then you get good and then suddenly there are expectations and somehow you can at times find yourself more miserable following a good team than you did following a bad one. Yeah, it's it's across the NFL though, Jeff. I mean, <clears throat> just look at last night, you know, uh, the, the Dolphins. I mean, that was a guaranteed win for them. I know... Fourteen-point favorites. Yeah, and I know our, we've had some bad losses, and I heard you guys talk about it yesterday. With, with, uh, you know, what if you're a Houston fan last week and you just go to New York and get, get it stomped in? I mean, <clears throat> it's the NFL's crazy. I've never. Um, said- I, I think I, it, it's easy to overreact. As bad as we played those last two games, I mean, easily winnable down the stretch for sure. Both of those that makes won. it more disappointing. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess in a way. Um, I, I look. We've had the. I've been here for every Jaguar season since 1995. I've covered the league on a week-to-week basis and been a fan even longer than that. And for a league built on parity and that prides itself on parity, this is 
top elevation for parity. We've hit the mountain oh, peak yeah. of parity. There'll never be a year like this. You can't be any more they, jumbled and bundled together than this NFL season because it's every week. There, I mean, it started back with the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, yeah. and the every week there's just like a no business beating in the NFL. And this week there were a few. Yeah, they're worried. They put up that uh, AFC playoff picture last night it's it, crazy i mean it is nuts right dude. everyone is in it nfc still. same same way i mean they were concentrating on the afc so that's what they showed you but nfc is in the is in the same boat even for, the the season has been odd even from the standpoint of look you go four weeks into the season and made a, a legitimate argument that the two worst teams in the nfl were the broncos and the giants yeah you know, and, and since then, they've won 12 of their next the Broncos are hot. 17 games. I mean, even the Giants are 5-8 and eight after an upset win last night. I'm not yeah, predicting I'm not that they go that. anywhere, but there's still five wins. Yeah. You know, it's five wins. That just shows what the league is right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I said this earlier, dude. You're probably still getting your beauty rest here. It was early, early 6 a.m. Do not underplay the importance of this game this week. We are out of these comfy confines of we're going to win the division. It's just a matter of by how much and what our playoff seeding is. If they lose this weekend, I lose a lot of the faith I have built up that they are just guaranteed to win the division. I don't believe it one bit. And, in fact, if they lose this, I don't think the Jags are winning their last three games I, like everyone else seems to think. It's this full panic button. If yes, I'm panic. I am, yeah. I'm full panic button. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I kind of felt that way about the game last week. Well, I, I knew I had this one. Because of this one coming up. In pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and <laughs> – but at the same time, the season is so crazy and so parody that the Jags beat the Ravens. They're right back in yeah. decent position for a top seed. It's been that or up and we, down. But we we just need a win first. I'm not thinking about seeding or or anything else. Um, look, it's easy right now as a fan to feel like the sky is falling. Uh, Doug Peterson, you know, in the middle of kind of explaining a lot of problems that this Jaguars team has had and. The issues that we're dealing with, and we all see them every Sunday, right? The miscommunication, the fundamentals. You know, despite all of that, Doug Peterson is not ready to say that, uh, yeah, we're cooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it's on on players, obviously. Their attention to detail. They just got to focus and listen in the whole. 14. What the, what the play is, what the call is, where to be aligned. The snap for us, I mean, the sky is not falling, obviously. Yes, we haven't played our best football the last two weeks, and we've gotten beat. You know, for us, it's a matter of just continuing to just focus on us, be us, be who we are, you know, control the things that we can control, at least at least go out and not try to lose another football game if possible. Seems late in the year to be having these kinds of reassurances. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's got to get old for these coaches to answering the same questions over, sure and over year in and year out. Um, I, you know, I listened yesterday to you guys and pretty much across the board, everyone was critical of some of Doug's decisions Sunday. I, I think so. I think, you know, for the I, first I, time I, a little shine came off. Just, the, you know. I, I love the way he coaches. It's it's entertaining. Um, I feel like we have the weapons for him to coach. That we had no issues going for it on fourth down. I know pretty much everyone here yesterday did. Um, if they throw a pass interference, we still have the ball, Jeff. And it's, it's a different game. I know you can't bank on that, but. Uh, that's another thing I wanted to hit on today. Charles Davis. I don't want to ever have 
have to listen to that guy again. I'm glad Hicken isn't here. That's his boy. They're childhood friends. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? He's yeah. terrible. They say, play, say, say more and less at the same they, time. They played uh, like Little League Baseball together. They grew up together. For <laughs> Don't care. Yeah, that's um, fine. I'm and glad. and no. Cleveland doesn't get the right to have just PIs all game because they played tough defense. <laughs> they I didn't mean, call anything. If you get in the back a second before the ball gets there, that's not bang, bang. Yeah. That's pass interference. Yeah, but the, and it, You're it, trying to talk logic to a, a group of, and, of the, buffoons. The, the, the NFL, NFL has a major problem yeah. on their hand. Do you know what the average age of an NFL ref uh, is? I, I, and here's the sad part. It's probably younger than it was 10 years ago, but know, I'd say 67. Uh, it's 52, but okay. I still think that's... Hey, settle ten, down. That's, that's, that's young. T- I know. <laughs> yeah, but Jeff, you're telling me you could yeah, be out there. No. I mean, I, know. I think that's 10 years too old, at least. I Listen, I... I Something has to be done. They've and now they've they've already taken a weak group of guys that aren't real good at what they do, and they've paralyzed them with the fear of replay and do I blow it? Do I let it play out? One of these times they're scared to death. Well, here's what's going to happen. Okay, this is the next officiating crisis. A guy's going to go back to pass like Mahomes the other day. He's going to throw a ball that is so obvious that it's an incomplete, but. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't change. We're going to let it play out. They're going to let it play out, and then some dude's going to get his ACL tore because Team Goofus lets a play that shouldn't play out play out. That's the next big controversy, which will come, you know, at some point. But I I just I question the reaction reaction time of a 50, 52 year old. Yeah. Um, it, it you know you see some of these defensive linemen just throw their hands in the air. That's enough to get a hold these days. Yeah, you don't call it, your own it, fouls it, either. That's another one. That's a good point. I'm also this has been going on forever. I'm tired of. I'd like to see the stat, the analytic on this, a penalty and when it's called, when it happens on your sideline versus the other. Mm. I'm also tired of teams and coaches calling their own flags. And if something happens on the sideline and twelve people rush him, right, he throws the flag up in the air like a spineless jellyfish. <sighs> I just um, annoyed, but I got to be honest. The Jacks haven't lost anything these last couple of weeks because of officiating. They've lost out of their own bumbling and stumbling. Uh, you know, could there have been things that would have helped? Sure, but and, and I couldn't disagree more. Going forward on your thirty-seven yard line, and I, it's just to me just three I, yards, huh? Three yards. I don't care. You're on your thirty-seven. It's football. Punt it. You got three timeouts in three minutes. Or are you just telling and a two-minute warning? And we, yeah, you got plenty of time. I don't care. One first down. Yeah. We don't get the ball well, back. Then how would you feel? Yeah, I tell you how I feel. I feel like your way lost us the game. So there's that. No. So maybe next time Mm-mm. we can try it. Mine, Referees, right? Lost. <laughs> I ain't trying. Um, <laughs> uh, I. I I got a few questions. We're going to get into a bunch today. We're going to talk a lot of football. Uh, obviously, on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday, we got Matt Every with us. You know, obviously, the 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 couple of issues in golf have uh, cropped yeah. up lately. Is there a softening among your peers did, did, uh, for for the Live Tour? Did Jay Monahan give everyone a free pass by no. bungling the 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 announcement and the way that happened a few months back? Where, where did things stand? Is is well, is the PGA amongst, Tour amongst on the, on borrowed time? Where are we headed? Well, it feels like it. I mean, we've it's been forever since you know, we've had a couple announcements that they've uh, the talks are are moving along. I, I think in Rom's situation, he probably did you see did you see, did you hear him on the Pat McAfee uh, McAfee McAfee show? Mm-hmm. He kind of gave a little insight. He he made it sound like. He told his he thinks his agent had been talking to Liv the whole time, but he told them at his agent at the start, "Don't come to me unless you think this is a, a great idea for me." And 
from that, it, it makes it sound like he was still talking to him. I thought there was kind of a truce amongst the live and the tour. We're not going to poach players uh, during this time where we're trying to I think, I, obviously I think live I think live may have like taken a little bit of exception to the way the PGA tour was framing it like it's all theirs and their decision yeah. well, and we'll look, control live so and tour, so Liv said okay well John Ron by the way tour we don't need a merge anymore mm-hmm. why well, would they merge if I'm live why am I merging now nah, that's okay you guys do your thing yeah I, because you've suckered these greedy don't well, care about legacy or winning guys into just taking the cash and so now you got what you need I think if with Rom, he looks at it, there's two sides. You got the tours kind of dragging their feet right now. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows what's going to happen? It's a crappy deal on both sides. Is this money still going to be here next year if the tour merges with Live? I'm going to leave 400, whatever that number is, 400 million on the table when I could take it and then still be in the same situation next year. Well, then that's kind of what I thought about Rom and why but he it, may it, have done it, it because he, you know, here's the tour telling all these guys, don't take the money, don't take the money, don't take the money. And then the tour takes the money and these guys no longer have the ability to take that money. Mm. So, I mean, to me, that frees up John Rahm and everyone else. Oh, hold on now. I was being a good soldier. I was representing the tour. You said don't don't fall for the $300 million, and yet y'all turn right around and you take that deal and all that money, and I'm going to trust that you're just going to trickle down to me. That's okay. I'll go take my $600 million, $500, whatever it is. Yeah. I, oh, it's easy for us to sit here. And it's be, a lot of money. It is. be critical. I, I guess I, it just – It, it wasn't – to me, it, it wasn't his – I mean, it is his money to to take because it it was his offer. But but to me, Tiger Woods is the only one worth that amount of money. Well, that, that, for no, sure. no, no, that was his bag to take if he wanted to take it. But nobody, nobody, John Rahm's not worth four hundred million. Well, here's the nobody's John, even watching that tour. Jeff. I, no one's watching so that, PGA Tour, Maddie. They're not. No one watches the fact that these golfers are claiming. Let's and let, then let's bag it all. Demand. I'm not saying bag it all, but stop demanding. NFL money. I agree. It's That's ridiculous. what's annoying. It's not. It's not realistic yeah. at all. There's no return on on the. Saudis I don't have as big a problem. I'm not speaking out both sides of my mouth. I like. I, I like my athletes to have a championship medal to play for legacy and lore and survivability. Not go off and now because again, I'm not going to. Cha- I'm not watching the live tour, dude. I'm not you know, watching shotgun you know what starts. T- Tiger Woods' career earnings are on, just on the course. just on the course probably. Yeah. Twenty million, maybe or more. No, no, no. Wait, one hundred twenty million. Well, that's a lot. It is. He's Tiger Woods too. Yeah. Though. John Rahm, four hundred. Stop. He's not right. He's no, not, I know. It's, it's just. It's not it, worth it, that. But, but my bigger problem is that I just wish I hadn't said anything. Rahm was on the record. If I'm th- that tour is not for me. I want records and legacy. Mm-hmm. And then I've uh, never until found I don't. Him. I know people think he's a darling in the media. Yeah. I've never found John Rahm genuine at all. That's um, fair. I mean, you know these guys a lot better than we he's do. Right there with. With I don't kind of how Phil was for me. You see, you, well, you, well, look. I mean, we all have our that's moments. a high bar. We all have our moments on the course. That's that might not be a fair yeah. statement. Um, kind of totally different. But I've seen Rom just lose it yeah. out there. No, he and, does do and, it and on humans. Not I'm just, not, as... not just the golf course. And then he, and then you, you, you know, you get a camera, and he, if he birdies the last, his mood completely changes. There's two things. There's two things that bother me less about the live. And again, my bothers doesn't matter. Don't doesn't matter. Uh, live is a failed vision anyway. You're trying to attract a demo that doesn't watch golf. Mm-hmm. You can't get golf younger. Twenty somethings don't watch golf. You moron. Yeah, this whole grow the, the only game people thing who too. yeah, it's gotta the go. Pe- the people who watch golf are forty to seventy year olds. You nimrods, and they don't want to see mariachi bands and mm-hmm. shotgun starts. They want to see a play championship golf, but. I've lost my listen. When when Jay Monahan threw his threw his hat into the Saudi lot, you lost me. They can all go. 
You 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 lost me. I don't care anymore. I I don't. How would you? And, have... and it also doesn't bother me as much when the Euros go. For some reason, I think you know the PGA is an American company, and so for guys like Phil Mickelson to so disingenuously, you know, tank them and torpedo them because he's butthurt about something is mm-hmm. gross to me. So how how would you have handled it differently <clears throat> if you were Jay? You know, kind of that deal in the night he made with. with I, I would have. I would have. Well, I don't. You're know. fighting. You're you're fighting an enemy that has, I get it. Has I get it? Unlimited I t- ammunition. I talked to Tiger Woods and Rory. I talked to some people. I don't mm-hmm. do this and then tell them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not worried about the rank and file. The file, with all due respect, the dude sitting hundred on the money list in the back of the room at the Hilton Head Classic. Uh, a lot but of. But I got to I got to run this by and explain before the fact rather than than after. And I also, to be honest with you, I'd have had a bit a lot more at my arsenal when this all started. I think they just kind of obnoxiously just kind of, oh, yeah, sure, you won't be, yeah, yeah. And then you look up, and now suddenly your hands are tied behind your back, and you're getting thrown in a van. Mm-hmm. A I mean, lot, they're kidnapped, and now I don't know what their response is. A lot of people think this move to from uh, Liv to, to Poach Rom was you know kind of a chess move. Right now the tour is in talks with a lot of um, private equity groups, mm-hmm. and – they, I'm not sure they want that Yasser guy involved. Well, if they just poached John Rom, they gotta have <clears throat> Yasser is gonna be involved now. Um, you can't just leave the you know I don't know if he's number one. I, Scotty Scheffler is number one in the world right now, but I mean John Rom is. Oh, that's a big. T- that's their first it's a, it's real guy. They got listen. Cam Smith, sure he's got a house in. He's just a young guy. You don't know where he's gonna be. Mickelson is older than a than a cow in a pasture. Uh, Dustin Johnson's days are past him. Ramos legitimized the Lib Tour when they got him, and they mm-hmm. paid a lot of money for it. And again, when you're paying money that literally you're printing, and the Saudis with all that oil, there's no such thing as a salary cap. A billion to them is nothing. Mm-mm. So they could spend all these hundreds of millions of dollars to quote grow the game, and 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 they're being duped by Phil Mickelson and Greg Norman as well, who so are using this as as their own personal vendetta against a tour that made them both rich. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the complete opposite of growing the game. Yeah, it's a complete opposite. And it, there's no care among the greedy Mickelsons of the world. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care at all and I don't care about golf. They ruined it for me. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's take a break. We'll come back. Maddie's in studio with us for the day. I want to talk about the ball rollback at one thing. This seems like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but I'd like to get your opinion from a guy who I don't know can actually hit the ball out there a little ways as opposed to me. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so we will uh, talk a little bit about that. We got a lot of football talk today. We've got the ten minute drill. When we come back, so that's kind of a potpourri of topics. And I almost feel like what the Dodgers have done with Shohei shouldn't be allowed, right? I, I, it feels like they're skirting the rules. And I'll tell you this: this unique contractual situation that Shohei has has uh, dropped into their lap. What time is that? Eight uh, thirty. Okay, eight thirty. So we got the Lockett Law High School report. Coach Braddock from St. Augustine, just two oh, points shy. My alma mater. Uh, took them down. Oh, did they? Yeah, mainland. Get out of here! This <laughs> <laughs> a drill. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Uh, rocking you back in here. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. We've got Matt Every in studio with us today, having a little fun as we kick it around. So, um, <laughs> I said this earlier. When it comes to Monday Night Football last night. By the way, the the... the Parody of upsets continues. I haven't paid much attention to Tommy DeVito. Yeah. To me, he's just the latest. Between the Jets and the Giants, it's just been a sad sack collection of underwhelming quarterbacks. And I haven't paid much attention to one uh, uh, more than the other. 
But apparently I've missed the, you know, the strut that DeVito brings. Is this how this, you think this dude just put a clause in his contract that when he walks into the facility, this music must be playing? It's got to be. He just kind of struts in, kicking one heel out in front of the other. Taking a little bit of, how you doing, Sal, the security man? How you doing, Martha, the chef? I mean, this dude is suddenly the toast of New York. Here's what I did not realize as Tommy DeVito, and more importantly, his agent. More on that in a second. Yeah. Beat the Packers last night. Did you know Tommy DeVito is more than staying alive with that Giants job? He's setting records. You ready for this? Yeah. Now, I, I, I had to verify I'm shocked. He's the first undrafted rookie quarterback in NFL history with a 100-plus passer rating in three straight starts. He had a hundred plus. He threw for 158 yards last night. He had a hundred-plus passer rating. I was for at the, 100 plus. What did he throw? Six times. Um, let me uh, tell you exactly. I'm not uh, digging your 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 your. your that's your, that, that stats ridiculous. You know, you're you're absolutely killing. I feel good story here. I'm not happy about it. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. So I'm going to pull it up. I, and when I pull this up, you better not have like 240 or something. <laughs> he doesn't. Okay? It was 158. You I mean, just, just gave me a 160 is what you gave me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Tommy, the man, DeVito, three, four, 158 last night. <laughs> my brother. Uh, but 17, 17, you know, it's all about efficiency. Uh, 17 of 21, one touchdown, no picks. Mm. And I can get back to my stat now. Sorry. Uh, he's also the first undrafted rookie quarterback in NFL history. Um... To win three straight starts without an interception. He now has the most rushing yards by an undrafted rookie quarterback in a game, 71. He's the first Giants quarterback to win three straight starts with a 100-plus rating and no interceptions since Fran Tarkenton in 1970. And he's the third rookie quarterback since 70 to win three straight starts with a 100-passer rating and zero interceptions and the first since Dak Prescott. Mm. So apparently he's been playing the game a lot more efficiently than I gave him credit for, and the Giants have in turn gone from two and eight to five and eight. They got their new Eli Manning. Maybe not. This is who, how who, who pull harder for? You know who York? this is? You know what's happening here? This is this is like Minshew, yeah. and and Daniel Jones is Bortles. They gave him a contract that he'll never be able to live up to, so he'll be gone and. You know, DeVito will give it the Minshew try, and then they'll realize eh, there's a couple of flaws there, and then they'll go sign, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. There'll be Jags all over again. That interesting situation there at, uh, at uh, what is it, the Meadow, Meadowlands? The, I believe the, uh, it's uh, MetLife Stadium, Met but I think yeah, it's still yeah, the Meadowlands. It's still the Meadowlands. Still, Meadowlands. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but Zach, I, I find myself pulling for Zach Wilson very hard right now. I get that. All right, uh, we can uh, stay in a lot. That's enough of the Bee Gees. Until we get bald-headed woman. Shout out, Mrs. P. You heard that story? <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm on. God, I love her. Um, when she was a, a small child, you yeah. know, she thought that the BG song, More Than a Woman, was a bald-headed woman. No way. Yeah, that's so awesome. My buddy- Bald-headed woman. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy uh, thought Jed. I mean, she's like. Six now. Don't, yeah, yeah, fairness, yeah, no, right? I get it. Yeah, My yeah. buddy's like 40, and he thought uh, Jet Airliner- uh, Steve, uh-huh. Steve Miller band was uh, Big Old Jed Had a Light On. <laughs> Big Old Jed Had a Light On. Yeah. People hear some crazy things when it comes to mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, it, 
so Shohei Otani signs this massive deal, and you're thinking, did we leave something unfinished there? I got distracted. That happens. No, we're good. Yeah. 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 Wrong guy in the studio. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Mr. Short-term attention. Uh, Mr. Yes. Short attention span. Um, you know, the bottom line is we had two more upsets. Well, let's actually touch on the Dolphins game a little bit. What what a choke by the fish last night. That is a choke. I, you're I, a 14-point favorite. All you need to do is you need to win and keep pace with – with the, it was so much like what the Jags did last week. It was a carbon copy of what the Jaguars did. They're a big favorite in a game they really need to be to win. You'll be the top. Imagine one week ago we were the top seed in the AFC. Yeah, and we lost two games and we're barely in the playoffs now. It's that quick. Yeah, at the same time we got KC losing games for yeah. us. Miami loses. I mean, we've we've had a ton of favors done for us as well these yeah. last two weeks. We just haven't. No, I, yeah. Think about if we win these last two. It's a cake. It's not a cake. Block, but we're there. I guess it's time to say that that's just not happening. Right, I mean, it's not happening for what did, anyone. What did, They're all. What did you think of Will Levis last night? I mean, I don't know if you saw the start of that game. He threw a screen pass. Terrible for a pick early, six. but rallied late. He was he was pretty good late. He mm-hmm. let him on those two. Now they he did some dump offs to Spears, but he made some throws downfield to Westbrook, Akine, and to Hopkins. You know, so it was. You know, he's had two good games really. This game and the one he had against the Falcons in his debut, and that Do you game think he really that's wasn't their that guy great going forward. For the next few years, I, I, well, I don't know about the few years, but I think he's probably going to do enough here down the home stretch to earn the job going into next year, and then we'll probably decide on after you know mm-hmm. how they respond and what they do. I, I know this: only the 49ers can botch the quarterback drafting process and be okay because you know the, the Titans didn't right; they just did Malik Willis. Yeah, they like, he's just up. a year ahead. I mean, a hot, relatively high pick, and so when you're already going back to the first round, well, yeah so sure you really know what you're doing so so much but it was a bad loss for the Dolphins last night and it opens up the door for a lot of teams including the Jaguars to get back into the seeding conversation we'll get we'll get hectic a little bit later this morning we'll look at the NFL power uh, poll and the power rankings but I would expect the Jags to drop off but when you say that you also have to realize that everyone's losing mm-hmm. I mean they're all losing the 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 the, the Chiefs um everyone's injured too them. Jeff everybody is injured in, in the league by the way, we need Santa Hat Jack back this week. He's been missing for years. It's, it's time to go. Yeah, back in the day when the Jags had a home game around Christmas, they'd put a Santa cap on the Jaguar logo. That Remember hurt? that, E, at all? Was that, I do, yeah. yeah. Was that yesterday you guys were talking about bringing the uh, National the, Anthem the guy? The guitar guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guitar guy. He needs to come back. We need to pull out all the stops, all the stops. here, man. M- m- Sunday night, Monday, whatever it we is. We have been so bad it. at home. It's maddening. Yeah, and no more blackouts or doing this. I, it let's just, just go it, play football. Yeah, let's play football. Yeah. Never, I'm okay with that. That never works. I have a question on the text line. Uh, Jeff, can you ask, where are you? Uh, actually, well, I'm going to come back and ask you about your golf, where you're at, what you're doing. My uh, golf people want to know. My golf sucks. Well, people love you, and they want to hear something better than that. So think how you can reframe that uh-huh, when we come uh-huh. back from break on the other side. But I want to talk about Shohei a little bit. Look, Shohei famously signed the $700 million deal. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, wow, it's just unbelievable. $70 million a year, you know, twice as much as any other athlete, just yada, yada. And now we learn that he's going to defer $680 million of it. He's going to take ten. Two million dollar a year. That doesn't. That seems like that circumvents the competitive balance of the league. Are you allowed to put? I guess. Look, Shohei's probably got a billion dollars. I can imagine as an endorsement, he is the mm-hmm. top guy. He's definitely yeah. Because of a worldwide sure. fame. So, and he's already signed a big deal with the Angels, and so two million a year. That's pocket change for him. And then he'll get. Does he understand how finances work, though? And if you take the six hundred million you invested, it'll be worth right. one point five billion because that now is what the Dodgers are going to be able to do. They can take the six hundred of the seven hundred million they owe him. 
They can take the $680 million, they can invest it for 10 years, and when it comes time to pay him, it'll be worth one point five, and they'll make money on the deal. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, I, I'm surprised that you're allowed to do it. Maybe if if more athletes were willing to do that, but in case you missed it yesterday, Shohei said, nah, I'm good. Keep the $700 million. Just pay me $2 million a year for the next 10 years. Wow. Yeah, he's definitely doing all right because that two million a year is probably about eight hundred thousand out there. Yeah, I, if it's, that, I, it, it 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 blows my mind that's even allowed, Jeff. To, I, yeah, to, it does seem like it's outside of. And and if this has been in the bylaw or or what it what do they call it? Um, just the rules in the rules for so long. How has this not been done more? Um, I feel like you could get uh, maybe the small market teams don't have the bank b- behind it, but this doesn't seem. Right at all for right. sports, but it, I mean, great for the Dodgers. Shohei can afford it, um, but but the reason it's not fair is because it now allows you to. If you're the Dodgers, well, okay, we'll go spend thirty million on a pitcher because uh-huh. I'm not having to pay this guy. I don't. I I assume that it's all been run by Major League Baseball and that it's within the rules. And I guess the reason we never see this is because, well, Amer- selfish American athletes want their cash now. Yeah. You know, Shohei's probably got enough money, and he's he seems to be true to the one thing that he said when this started. He wants to win. Who is it coming? To, it was coming down to L.A., Toronto. Who are the other? Uh, you hear the you hear the Angels stayed Angels. in it. The Giants were probably and the Cubs and Yankees. You hear a little bit, but it it it, it felt like it was going to be Angels or Dodgers. You're the Angels now. I mean, I don't know, man. The Angels have tried over lost. and over, and they just never do it. And by the way, anybody, if you, I'll take the field if y'all want to take the Dodgers. The Dodgers the have a really, really nice, if you're like a, a Dodger hater and I am, they have one really, really nice character trait that makes Dodger haters unite. They're choking dogs. The Dodgers <laughs> choke more than any other team in professional sports, and they'll choke again this year. And you'll get to the postseason, and Betts, Freeman, Otani will go zip, zap, zoop. Dodgers will lose 3-1, whoever they're playing, and we'll see you again next year. Mm-hmm. So... It doesn't bother me. Is he um, not? And he won't since he's moving to the National League. Is this? Is he going to be pitching as much? Well, now? he's had Tommy John. He can't pitch at all for a year. Okay. And then we'll see. I think the plan, what he said all along, is he wants to keep pitching. Um, I wonder if there won't be a plan for him to play every day and be a closer, like they do in college. You know, just run in out of the, you know, finish up the last inning or two, two or three times a week versus everything that it takes to be a starter. I think the hardest thing about being a two-way player that people don't realize is the individual specific training you have to do for each of those jobs. Yeah. Like if you're a pitcher after a certain day, you got to throw this many and then you got a long toss. And if you're a hitter, you got to go to the, the batting cage. You have to do all this other stuff. So, all right, I have a, a inquiring personal questions. We put Matt every in the hot seat when we return. You looking forward to that? Yeah. Awesome. It's a Catlin truck accessories. Depends Tuesday. how personal we get. Well, we'll see. Uh, E.T., meanwhile, uh, come come kind, come courteous, and take home today's prize pack. What would that include? Oh, a pair of tickets to see the Turnpike Troubadours live at Damn Daniel's right. Place on April 6th. Holla at your boy. Sounds fun. Call 641-1010. We're back with more next on a Catlin truck accessories Tuesday. Where's she at? I almost feel like called her and- Piping this through. She, uh, she doesn't listen. She's at work. Uh, make that American dollar, Maddie. That's right. Call her right there. She works in the school system. Yeah. I mean, I could see it, I guess, if you're a little girl, right? You yeah. don't know. Your vocabulary is still developing. And look at some our, of these. Our guys on TV as they play the song. 
Yeah, Tommy DeVito, not to be confused with Danny. <laughs> but yeah, bald-headed woman is what she hears. My joint used to be, uh, treat her like a lady. Yeah, see? <laughs> you always miss him. Yeah. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah. 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 Uh, She also had a famous um, living in the swamp. Living in the swamp. Eminent front. She heard. Eminent front. Yeah. She heard living in the swamp. Wow. See, I I, I can't hear that. Well, I can't hear a lot of things, to be honest with you. (laughs) All right. It's time time to put you in the hot seat there, my boy. Um, You haven't been in with us in a while. Probably a year. I mean, when's the last time you were in here? I mean, it's been a while. I mean, which implies to me you're all busy, running around, making things happen. How's Live Forever Golf going? How's that business model uh, playing out for you guys? Terrific stuff, man. If y'all haven't got the LFG gear, yeah, I mean, you don't know what you're missing. It's terrific. I like the way... Um, you don't. You don't know what you're missing. Just keep buying that Pete Miller. Uh, um, <laughs> Pete Miller. Our I stuff has got, is, is gotten so good, Jeff. I'm super, super proud of what we've done over the last few years. How Every- about the growth, like where you're getting it placed and the orders that are yeah, coming in? Are we, gaining, are we- a, gaining accounts pretty much every day. Nice. Um, it's ticking up we had a great uh what do you call it black friday kind of cyber monday week uh by far our best ever and i think we're all all really excited listen it's i'm sure there are a lot of like golfers and people involved that try and go into the apparel it's not as easy as it done we're not just making yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) like you see a ton of these like they're not screen printing over there right exactly yeah Yeah. just throw a logo on a shirt and a bunch of stupid stuff on it and call yourself a clothing brand we're we're wall to wall i and again i'm not just you know buttering your bread i i like i like feel i like the cut i like yeah. the style i had this I, I like on uh is that, the, is that the, lfg this is, this is one of our new pieces okay, i had this I like on that too the yeah. other night and uh i had about well the other night someone asked me i've had about 10 guys ask me if this came from lululemon oh really yeah <laughs> i said no you can actually wear this yeah in public. This that's is, correct then yeah, now the other side of that is you've just implicated your company in being a lululemon you know, I'm just saying it's, it's just as good as just telling you what else. the uh, high quality of the threads are. Is that exactly. what you're saying? We get them from the same place. All right. So, well, that's going good. I'm glad to hear that. You already yep. told me I already caught up on the personal stuff, family, kids, you know, yep. all that good stuff. That's great. Uh, now let's get to the um, let's get to the golf. Let's you have seemed to be. I, and now I've ridden you, with you through your both um, your optimistic and pessimistic uh, days uh, as a golfer. I've yeah. ridden that, Matt, every uh, roller coaster with you. Uh, the whole way. Yeah. I'm I'm the guy that when Matt Every got into a PGA Tour event, you're damn right I put him on my fantasy team. Oh, I love Didn't that. care. I did it every time. Yeah. I even took Matt Every in brunch with the tour one week. Listen. He did. He did. He did. But before that, let's go before that a few years. I yeah. remember running into you out at the poker room. Yes. And you came. I had no clue this happened, but I think you missed a day. And they gave, it was when I was chopping big time. Mm-hmm. And they gave you me and you dogged me big time. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have. I That's mean, fair. How many cuts? Did, well, I mean, we had a. We I had got. A bad see, I, have, I have no clue. You, can you don't know what they are. You can go ahead and look. No, it I'm up. not going to do that. I don't want to talk about that. I listen. All I know is this is how I measure my conversations with athletes. Yeah, yeah. So, you hear me? Yeah. This is how I measure my conversations with athletes. If I went out and played that dude in his sport, would he just throttle me? Of course. That's enough for me. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. I'm not going to see. I mean, I'll have fun along the way. I've also, you know, taken the knife to Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. He coaches better than me, and he plays better than me, right, too. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, where are we at? I'm, uh, somebody I'm, had asked me a question about, hold on. I just Are you comfortable to... right now? You're fidgeting a little bit. Me? Yes. <laughs> no. okay. The hot seat. Yeah. Is he? Is, is he not fidgeting high, a little? Sweating. Can you ask Every if it was him at the PGA Tour Q School recently? 
event. Yeah, yes. That was you. No, there's no other Matt Every. Okay, good. maybe he just saw Every. Maybe there was yeah, a Yeah, no, that was me. So here's what happened. So it's a weird game. This game is... especially How this, old are you, Matt? I'm 30? 40. You're 40. Just turned 40. Okay. Um, Our game is a little... Especially the situation I'm in, I always have some kind of status because I've won before. Twice uh, the Bay Hill Invitational. Mm-hmm. But it's... I'm in a weird spot. Like that being said, right now the the most events I would get in is probably like three to five a year. So I needed closure. I I I don't want to do Just another keep year lingering of around because here's events. what happens. So I did I, sign up for Q school. Um, to see if you could get status. Yeah. So that then you would at least well, force the, yourself to practice, get in a routine and with kids and life and all the other, I'm sure that's it's, where you're it's changed so much. Yeah. man. Um, all right. I, so anyway, I didn't mean, so to anyways, I got my closure. Uh, it didn't <laughs> go great. And the I'm Q school did not go great. It went all right. I actually played pretty good. It's weird trying to play like competitively when I, I just didn't have any competitive reps this year yeah um you can try to simulate them with like buddies playing for money it's it's just it's it's not yeah um but i'm totally you're old enough now that that young generation comes at you like screw these kids (laughs) he's did you scream at the clouds when you were done no no i'm totally fine (laughs) these young whippersnappers they don't understand what it was like no no it's not like that making their four million dollars for cut where were where was the uh, so basically I went to Valdosta. I had to go to second stage. I so, went to Valdosta, and that earns the next big correct, stage. which is actually here this week in in town. Mm-hmm. Where uh, I believe Sawgrass. Sawgrass. Country Club. Yeah, I was going to say Sawgrass Country Club. I think it's wow. and uh, the Die. Okay, Dye's Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, when that and you because of your status, you can just go to second stage. I can. St- yeah, you don't have to qualify for that or do anything. You can just go do it. But then that. You had to go from there to what well, would have been Well, it's kind of also getting to the point in the television vision stuff, Jeff, where I, I have to make up my mind. I can't. Yeah, like, I hear you. I can't like play a little and do TV yeah. if I want to take the TV I know. serious. And I do have a, a bigger role next year in the television Good stuff. Good for you. So I, I'd like to think that we've trained you well. You have. You have. Um, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. And I'm, I'm kind of putting all my eggs in okay. my basket next year. Is it, 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 was there a, when you, now, what about, well, gosh, well, there'll still be a Champions Tour after Liv buys I, out the entire golf there's world. There's rumors that the oh – yeah, right. Who knows what's going on right now, first of all, in the professional golf landscape. But there are there have been rumors for years that they were going to lower the age for the Champions Tour because there's no – you know, guys in their 40s on tour, they don't exist anymore. Yeah, they don't do much. Two guys are, with a four in front of their age qualified for the playoffs this year. On the, Zach on Johnson? The tour. Who no, it was uh, Lucas Glover. He won the last event to qualify. Mm-hmm. And then Justin Rose. Wow. Yeah. So wow. They just, just Justin Rose is 40. That makes me feel old. He's, yeah. Where I'm getting at is it's just not – you don't see those guys playing until they're 46. It, it, it doesn't exist. That's why they it just, doesn't exist That's why anymore. they jumped for joy and went streaking when Liv called. Of course. Justin Johnson or Phil yeah, Mickelson. Ian Poulter. One of these guys that are done playing any kind of relevant golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sounds easier and more flippant than I guess it – it is. I mean, you've been a professional golfer for yeah, 20 dude, years. I've been taking it pretty hard the la- for the last four years, three yeah. or four years. Yeah. And it's just not, I, I don't enjoy that. I, 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 I like living, but 
I hear you. That way is not not a lot of fun. Well, and you've aged, and your family's getting older, and priorities change. And thankfully for you, you can stay engaged with the game, with with the broadcasting. Do you mm-hmm. love golf enough that that you need that outlet, or could no. you have just played? I, I enjoy. Fun? I really enjoy. Uh, how can I put this? I I enjoy doing the the television. I'm not a fan of the industry at all. The pro golf industry. No, the. TV like industry, television the media. industry. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. But I, but I love doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens when you get involved in the machine inside the machine, then you see how the sausage is made and, you know, I you don't it. agree with yeah. some of the ingredients per se. And like, again, I don't know, this guy might be the nicest guy in the world. And I, I feel sorry for, for saying it even sometimes. And I say it more privately than I have here on the air. I don't even know if I've gone full fledged. And if you're in town working on the back range today, I apologize to you ahead of time. I can't. Colt Nost makes watch <laughs> makes it unwatchable for me. Uh, yeah. I cannot watch Colt Nost another second. You've been on that. him since the start. He just tries too hard, Maddie. It's that twangy, it's forced humor. canned line. Not as funny as you think you are. Not as excited, insightful, insightful as you think you are. Not as you certainly never displayed any kind of talent that puts you up at some pedestal to make. Yeah. observations i but i think it's the voice and listen i get the business i'm in there's guys driving around right now saying you're one to talk yeah. i feel you but i can't i can't I, you don't understand that with the pit that the sports world has put me in I, two I, of my I, favorite I, things I, in the I world do. college football has been ruined for me college as well. football and pro golf were two of my favorite pastimes with etn going to georgia I mean, is that where he ended uh, up? Well, I, I don't even care. I, I'm so like, I'm uh, on top of college football and the transfer and the NIL and all that madness. I got it. You know, I, I got I got some. Let's get back. Novice, to we're, we're, we're hammering some greenhorn Colt. driving my ship down in Gainesville right into the rock. So, yeah, um, the ADD just kicked in. We were just nah, hearing Colt Nuss. Let's get back to that. Yeah, no, I just, um, you know, his but, voice is annoying. Well, uh, I just I don't. Again, and it's it's a subjective business. I, I get it. I, I, my guess would be that they used to play Faraday millions of dollars, and they did give this cat like a hundred dollars a day or something. That's the only thing I could come up with. I, I, I can't. I don't know why they're doing I what they do. Col- in some I case. think Colt does all right. He's always been kind of a inter- uh, Even when he played, he was into entertaining. Um, yeah, you've been riding him from the start. He's a buddy of mine. I, 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 I like, totally get where you're coming. I don't from, dislike him. Like. Him, I don't. I just, I can't stand him on the air. Hmm. Just, I can't. It just, it makes me. What about Smiley? You like him? He's fine. He's milk toast to me. He's like standard golf, and I know that that's more objectionable, like to you, a guy who's trying to break through because he's not very creative or funny. But I'm okay with him. I Nose tries. To, I'm not trying to break through. Nose is not as funny as he thinks he is, and that you know. And again. Uh, show of hands here i'm probably wear, i if, probably wear that hat sometimes too do you think if colt and smiley's name were mike that anyone would know who they were yeah but no but i think you could say the same thing about you know other analysts and you know i got this guy whitworth sitting on the set for thursday night football i mean dude Andrew if your whitworth. name weren't whitworth you would just look like you look like you should be driving a truck on a ranch i mean <laughs> so i think that's not you know i don't think that's wasn't he an alignment uh offensive lineman from the text line designed by lifetime enclosures wait a minute it's not bald-headed woman thank you thank you <laughs> thank you so much all right, so Maddie, you're, so here's where we are. Then we're, mm-hmm. we're we're turning our attention more exclusively to the broadcasting. Broadcasting the clothing, the clothing brand continues to grow. Yep, your uh, competitive golf career you are willing to say is over. Yeah, and are you? Was there any sort of like 
reminisce about that? Was that hard to do or was it easy to do? I know you. I know your personality. I think I know the answer already, but. I mean, there were like a couple moments by myself where I would reflect. Did you cry? Like, uh, by myself, nice. probably. But Man, I wish you'd have called me then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, at the end of the day, it's it's. It's just exhausting, dude. Like trying to trying I can't to imagine. It's it, also and then, hard. And then if I'm not playing in anything for like two months, it's really hard to do something you've done your whole life and go practice, you know, two months before and and like that even matters. There's, I, there's also this difficulty for you that us, you know, just average recreational golfers can't understand. Okay. And I mean, I guess we can to an extent. Like I know what my ceiling is. I know mm-hmm. what if I, if I go out and play my best, I know what I can do. It's yeah. much better than what I normally do. But there's no repercussions for me. Maybe I lose ten bucks in a matchstick game. Yeah. I, you know, but my, uh, you know, if I have a goal of shooting in the seventies, any number that starts with a seven, and I go out and re- re- you know shoot eighty four, eighty six, eighty two, eighty four, eighty six. It's it's it loses its fulfillment a little bit, mm-hmm. and and you're 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 guilty of like the standard you set for yourself. I can only imagine if you know that you can, you're capable of shooting sixty two, and it's your livelihood, and you just at seventy four, and you're wondering how in the blinking hockey sticks did I even just shoot seventy four? Yeah. That that's even more of a mind freak than than any of us can understand. Yeah. Uh, nothing surprises me anymore. He doesn't want to talk. I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on, he says. Let's move on. Let's come back, and we'll we'll get kind of hectic. We're going to look at the power uh, poll. I believe we stayed like eighth or ninth last week, E, didn't we? I I think we were at eight. We held our spot, I think. Goodness knows. I mean, first blush, you're like, well, the Jags ought to drop down to 15, and then you realize that everybody's losing, and I have a uh, Shazam spotlight to speak to that before we get going as well. You are locked and loaded. It's a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. All right, we're back on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Thanks for being with us. I'm listening to Downtime with Dan, and boy, that does, you know, there's a worry that maybe Evan Ingram careered it last year, and if you sign this dude to a long-term deal, what are you getting for sure? That three-year contract makes you feel awful good now because he has followed up last year with a uh, a, a terrific season. Monday Night Football last night, they gave us a, a double header. It was double trouble for division leaders. Two big upsets. I guess the Packers not a division leader, but certainly in the playoff hunt, they lose to this Tommy DeVito that's becoming a story in and of itself. Yeah. You know, DeVito lives like, you know, 10 minutes from the Giants facility, still lives with his parents. I mean, this is like some sort of Disney movie is going on up there. Yeah, it really is. All the way down to the name. And if you saw Father Guido <laughs> Sarducci last night, his agent. <laughs> yeah, um, him and his dad kissing each other. That's on just the crazy, cheek. They're man. Playing, just... They're playing it up for sure. That agent what, especially. Can you, I, I, would, I think if I could visit any family on Christmas Eve and sit around their table this year, it might be going up to the DeVito's I, little flat just outside. Yeah. You know, and, and, and hang out with I got a feeling them. that agent's a family friend. It kind of looks like it, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Um, his kid, I guess, played at Clemson. Oh, really? Yeah. They, I, I, somebody else sent me a different photo of him, and it's like it, he's got he's like a different costume. You he's got going, a flat bill hat and a leather yeah. jacket. He's like a completely different guy. He looks. You honestly, were going over the uh, his passer rating earlier, and he threw for 158 yards. I didn't watch the second half. I just caught the highlights of the, of the yeah. second half. I mean, it's efficient. 80 of that was in like the last. Four yeah, minutes, right man. when they were down. All right, I have a Shazam spotlight, then we're going to get hectic, and then I've got some golf industry questions for our guy here. Um, First, the Shazam spotlight brought to you by my friends at the Murray Ford Superstores, a Stark and Kingsland truck guy, uh, telling you and when it's time for you, you need to head to Murray Ford and check out ShazamAuto.com. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I can't remember, I saw the, the, the amount earlier. 
<clears throat> wow. What do these teams have in common this week? Okay. The Dolphins, the Jags, Chiefs, the Eagles, the Lions, and the Falcons. They all lost the teams with a losing record. They all lost. Okay. And the reason that's important is for the first time in a long time, six of the eight division leaders lost this week. Wow. So, like sole division leaders too, yeah. not tied. Six of the eight sole division leaders lost this week. Uh, the only two that won, Baltimore and San Francisco, who right now seem like the team, two teams playing the best. I, I This is a dangerous thing to say. I don't want to mush our effort on Sunday night. I am just not for. I do not have a healthy fear of the Ravens. Is it just, Lamar Jackson? I, no, it's just that we why always, you don't fear them. We've played well against them. They 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 don't kill teams. They I, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a Lamar guy. I mean, I, I think that they can be a, and I think you can win a Super Bowl with Lamar. So it's not just him. Really? I just I do. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't it seem like every year they get worse as the the season goes on? Well, Baltimore. Um, no, it doesn't seem like every year they get worse. When Lamar gets hurt and they got to go to Huntley, then they get worse. But no, when Lamar plays, now certainly, here's here's the only thing that the only this is the only time I bow up when it comes to the Lamar talk. Okay. Y'all hold Lamar to a standard that you're not putting on other other guys around the league who also haven't won a Super Bowl. Last I checked, Mahomes has won the Super Bowl. Am I missing anyone? Who am I missing from today's quarterbacks right. who's, who's won a Super Bowl? Mahomes has won one. Anybody else? Who am I missing? Matthew Stafford won one? I mean, you're going to put all your eggs in the Stafford? I mean, Brady ain't walking through the door. So, if you like, you know, if you like Dak Prescott or Tua or Trevor or Burrow or Allen or any of these other dudes, you can't, you can't put them, like, in another level of yeah, Lamar. Yeah, but year, year in, year out, doesn't Baltimore's defense, they're way better in Kansas City's year, year in, year out. I mean, um, Lamar won the MVP. I don't think the defense had anything to do with that. I think Lamar, the way he – and by the way, the way Lamar plays, now getting more and more accepted, this guy's going to get a, one luxury. His game will be appreciated for what it is as he goes deeper into his career because one thing has happened, we've talked about it on this show, uh, unbelievably, but yet undeniably, football still hasn't found, found a way to defend the running quarterback. They can't stop him. They can't defend the running quarterback. No one does. Not college, high school, pro. Of everything they figured out through the years, eventually they catch up. They can't catch up on this. Like we had Tom Coughlin in studio for the J Fund. Even he admitted it and he admitted his surprise. The running quarterback, because of the mismatch it creates, and now these running quarterbacks can actually throw. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, Tommy Frazier was a running quarterback. He couldn't throw the ball. Yeah. These dudes now are big, strong, they can throw, they can run, and they are they're really, really, really hard uh to defend. No, the reason that I don't completely trust the Ravens, again, uh, no mush factor here. It's just the way, you know, they 27-24, they won at Cincy. They lost at home to the Colts. You know, they lost at the Steelers 17-10. They beat the Titans by a touchdown. They won at Arizona by a touchdown. They lost at home to Cleveland. I just, there is, they don't strike me as like what the Chiefs have been. I guess that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the top seed. They're nothing. It goes back to that parody thing, too. I mean, it, it sounds like they play to the level of their opponents. I think the AFC... Um, the Jags aren't. The AFC they're is not far is, from that same mold. Yeah. I mean, playing to the. Am, am I wrong there? No, the AFC does not. There's no one in the AFC that you don't feel like you can beat this week. Mm-hmm. Different story in the NFC. If the Jags played the Cowboys, Eagles, or Niners, I do not think we'd win. 
I don't know how anyone's beating the Niners right now. Yeah, that could change, but your 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 point is valid. It's, it's by like a far different, different game. It's the only team that we have not even been competitive with since we lost to the Lions in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Niners came into here and wiped the field with us. They yeah. embarrassed us on that uh, Sunday afternoon. So yeah. Um, so with that said, uh, you want to get get a little hectic, E. Today's Power Poll is brought to you by Royal Pest Services Jacksonville. All right, so here we go. Last week, uh, the Jags maintained their spot at number eight, even though they laid a golden goose egg at home against the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football. By the way, the Dolphins' performance last night so remarkably similar to what the Jaguars did a week ago. Everything in front of them, a great chance at home, big favorite, and couldn't beat an overmatched team. Uh, number one, the team we just referenced. I think we all is it would there be unless you're like a Cowboys fan, right. or maybe a Ravens fan, or maybe even an Eagles fan. Although you lost to them, I mean, does any just neutral fan not believe that the 49ers are the best team? The yeah, best team, man. best best by far. Well, they're number one in the power poll. All right, I need to get a uh, some guesses here. Where are the Jags going to be? Where are we in the 32 team structure of the NFL? I'm going 14. Ooh. 14 for Matt. He's got him plummeting six spots. Yeah. I'm going to go 11. All right. I will go. Um, he and I are trained professionals. We hone in on similar numbers. Uh-huh. I like that 11 number. Yeah. You know, the only pro- I'm going to go 10. Uh-huh. I don't believe it, but. Uh, nine last week or eight? Eight. Or maybe they were not. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go 11 because I know how flimsy we actually are right now. So but we both had 11. No, I've got to go 12, then. Okay. I can't do yours. <laughs> so, you didn't. I went 11. It's 10 or 12. I can't. I, I'll go 12. We, we we should. You know what we should be right now, based on what happened these last two weeks? We should be about 18. Dang. That's what we're playing to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Number one, the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, number two, another NFC team, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, number three, apparently they've forgotten about the Eagles because they lost a couple in a row. The Baltimore Ravens will come to town number three in the power oh. poll. By the way, there is a more actual power poll in the NFL. It's called the standings. Check them out. <laughs> uh, number four, the Eagles, 10-3. and three. Now we get to those with at least four losses. Uh, Miami, even with a loss last night, falls two spots. They're number five. I don't believe in the Dolphins at all. They're a, they're a phony. Started off strong. Yeah. They're yeah, a phony. They, they played three good teams. They got waxed all waxed, three times. Yeah. And now they can't beat a team they're supposed to beat. Uh, number six, a team that's been struggling much like us, the Detroit Lions. They hold yeah. their spot Boy, at number that's, six. That's odd to me. The problem is, where, who are you going to put? We got a bunch of seven and sixes in the league. There's not many. It feels many, like the second Detroit only like eight, plays a eight, game outside, they, they, yeah. they're done. There's only like eight or nine teams now left in the league that have five losses or fewer. I mean, we're, we're all right. Number seven, eight and five, holding their spot from a week ago. Kansas City Chiefs. Number eight, up one spot okay. from a week ago. Now seven and six. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Look out. Number nine. Uh, how would you like to have a futures play? How would you like to have placed a futures bet on the Bills about a month and a half ago? It would have been a smart bet. I've always done it. Even were you in here? The, remember the one year I said put one on the. I can't remember if it was he was with us. And I said put one on the on the on the Rams. Yeah. I did it like week. 13 of the really? year they won the Super Bowl. Oh, we got a bunch. A couple months ago, I told my buddy to hop on Alabama, at, and he got him at yeah. 23 Good. to 1. Good. All right. Number nine. What'd you have, E? 11. 
Maddie, what'd you have? 14? 14. Number nine at eight and five after this weekend at Cleveland. What? The Cleveland Browns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice pump fake. Number 10. Uh, by the way, they're also asking, uh, you know, every week they put some, like, addendum to it. You know, like some quality. Um, this also gives the hell you, did we not beat Joe Flacco? Bruh. The biggest improvement in each team, they're also... From week one to now, they're all. I don't know. If we've had, have we improved from week one to now in anything? I don't think we're we've improved week one in any uh, area of the football team. We did. We Where? throw the ball downfield more. We don't okay. complete it, but we throw yeah, the ball yeah, downfield. That's improvement, but yeah, I hear you. <laughs> all right, so there are the uh, Browns at number nine, number ten, down two spots. After their loss in Cleveland, the Jags still number ten, eight and five. Okay. That's the record that's doing it. Uh, biggest improvement, third down conversions. Uh, the Jaguars were one of the worst in the league at converting third downs in the first month, just 29%. That ranked 29th from week five on. They're converting 40, which uh, ranks 15th, and they've been even better um, at the longer conversions, third and seven since week five, than they did in weeks one to four. So there you go. Big boost. By the way, the uh, Texans up to number 11 at seven and six. So many. I mean, it, it's it's what. <laughs> Everyone's College seen. football claimed chaos because of what's happening, right? But the chaos is going to come in the NFL. Uh, good luck with the tiebreakers, gang. You've got the five teams in the AFC that are at least eight and five, mm-hmm. includes the Browns and the Jags. And then you have Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills, all seven and six. Dude. That's six teams. And by the way, if you go down to the NFC, you have the Eagles at 10-3 and three with the first wild card. They lose the tiebreaker. But if they went out, they would pass Dallas in the tiebreaker. But nonetheless, the, the Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, and Niners are all 9-4 and four or better. Okay? And then at 7-6 and six or 6-7, six and seven, you have the Vikings, Bucks, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, Saints. Mm. It is going to be... A lot of a lot mad of, dash. A lot of football left, but that, that was a massive loss for Green Bay last night. They they could have gone time. seven seven. Had a kind of a. It's happening all over. All these teams that need these wins. The Jags have had theirs at home last night on Monday night. Both those teams last night on Monday night football should be ashamed of themselves this morning. They really did great damage to their to their ceilings this mm-hmm. year. I think the Dolphins especially. You know, you've taken advantage of that weak schedule and you've beaten all the bad teams. You've lost, in, in some cases, gotten boat raced by the good ones, but that wasn't a good one last night. And you still have to, it, by the way, play the Ravens and Cowboys. Yeah, it wasn't a good one. That was such a weird way they lost. They still Yeah, they got a, the game in hand. Yeah. It, it had been 750 games since a team had a 14-point lead with less than three, three, three minutes to go and lost the game. It just you know, doesn't happen. They, they had it in hand, but from the you know a couple of the scores the Dolphins had, one was that pick six on a screen pass on the five-yard line. The other, didn't they get a turnover on, like, the six? So, that's, yeah. that's 14 right yeah. there. Pretty but they much also freebies. turned it over inside the five. Yeah, Remember the right first, before, yeah, 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 right the before first that possession. the center went yeah. out. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so the Dolphins, well, again, anybody who believed in the Dolphins, I mean, Dolphin fans, you can believe in your team, that's fine. But anyone that really believed in the Dolphins just hadn't been paying attention to the history of the Dolphins. They haven't won a playoff game since 2000. Do you believe in the Dolphins right now? Do you believe in the Jags right now more than the Dolphins? I don't believe in either one of them. Okay. I mean, it depends on what belief is. I think if the like Jags— who, Who's going further this year, Jags or Dolphins? I would say the Jags. Okay. Because the Jags have actually played playoff teams and, in some cases, won games. And the Dolphins, have, anytime they've played a good team, they've gotten beaten. Yeah. So, But we shall see.
We shall. Um, all right, let's uh, let's come back with the Lockhart High School uh, spotlight and talk to one of our coaches who took his local team down to the state final. Gonna have some bad blood as we talk to Brian Braddock, the head coach of St. Augustine High, whose team narrowly was defeated by Matt Avery's, Matt Avery's alma mater, Daytona Beach Mainland. <laughs> what are the odds? We'll keep the peace. Next, it's a Catlin Chuck Accessories Tuesday on the drill. Oh, we've had such a good time keeping up with the high school seasons. It's not just been all football, but is as is typical here on the First Coast, bowed up, played uh, real good ball, and our friends down uh, at the Aug Dog. St. Augustine High School, where Coach Brian Braddock joins us right now on the hotline. Uh, Coach, good morning. Good to talk to you. Good morning. You you replaced a legend down there. And, you know, I don't know if – I guess you didn't get the memo as you came up as a young coach. You're never supposed to replace the legend. You're supposed to replace the guy who replaced (laughs) the legend. Um, That's right. But somehow you've managed to to keep things going back in a state title game um, this year. I I think that makes you all runners up for the first time maybe maybe over 15 years, right? And guys have been around forever like you and I. Can remember St. Aug being, you know, in that Final Four or in that hunt with uh, Coach Wiles for a lot of years. Do you feel like now with with the Final Four in 17, again in 20, and again now that, that you, you're comfortable where your program is? And then we'll talk specifically about what had to be a, a gut-wrenching way for it to end. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been great, and, and you're right. Um, received plenty of advice to not come back and uh, <laughs> and take over when uh, when Coach Wiles moved on to Flagler College. But, um you know, it is high school football. If it was a college football or, or something like that, mm-hmm. it probably would have been a really poor choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this is my hometown. This is our community, and, and you know, high school football is still a lot about more than just wins. Um, I'm never going to out win per se, uh, Coach Wiles. Um, you know, in, in his 20 years and what he did. But you know, I felt like it was an opportunity to come back and try to make an impact in our community. So that's why I did it. It's been great. So yeah, three. Th- that was our third. Uh, Third trip to the Final Four in the eight years. Uh, first trip uh, where we got out of the semis and made it to the championship game. So now a few regional championships in those eight years. So it's been special. I, I want to just emphasize something for um, for the listening audience. I'm going to read you the uh, list of St. Augustine's district championships. And I want to see if you guys can capture the pattern here. You ready? They won it in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Now, there's kind of a standard that is set down there. And as we talk with Coach Brian Braddock of uh, St. Augustine, that standard, you know, some people can look at that as, um, you know, as a challenge. And some can look at it as the advantage that it is for your community and your team. I, I, a lot of years I've been covering covering high school football in St. Augustine, I'd say it's an advantage. I think there's an expectation and a culture that, that you have down there. I 100% agree. When, um, you know, it was, such, it was such a cool day last Thursday that encapsulated everything of what you're talking about. And it was a lot like our Thursday practice on Thanksgiving. You look in the stands and I see a ton of alumni that are my age or that played just after me and played for Coach Wiles. And I've got their kids on my sideline. Um. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, and Coach Wiles was at the game and, and got to go give him a hug before we kicked off. And I see him talking to, to guys like Darrell Preston and Tomas Jones. And, and then you turn around and Tomas's son's running the opening kickoff back. And I played with Tomas. Then you look on our sideline at the coaches and you got Brandon James, Joey Lippo, and Wayne Stroman, and Austin Lee, and Ryan Sugar, and all those guys played here. So it's it's 100% an advantage for us. Your guys really stepped up. I know you've had times where important people were missing, including your quarterback, and you, your boys answered the bell all year. Oh, I, that was that was the hallmark of our team, was that our team always found ways to answer. 
um, whether it was the, the first game of the year where we had that huge just confidence boost with the comeback against Bowles to, to several times after the fact, whether it was our, our backup, Dylan Cook, stepping in for Lachlan, or you know the defense picking up the offense or vice versa, they always answered, and uh, that was what got us there. All right, um, just full disclosure before I get into your state finale, and gosh, it must have been a brutal way for it to end. Full disclosure, in case chemistry goes askew, mm-hmm. we've got PGA Tour winner Matt Every in studio with us uh, today, and he happens to be a Daytona Beach mainland Graduate, Maddie, were you there yeah, in 03? Oh, what are the odds? Where yeah, I was there. 03, yeah, they was, was the last time that Maitland won state. Yeah. That's right. I think it was Coach Morano. Okay, well. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a couple of questions for you, Coach. Nice to talk to you, too, bud. Um, yeah, thank you. You, too. What, uh, what do you say, you know, we've been talking a little bit this morning about the NIL and how it's ruined college football. You know, high school sports is, I mean, it's kind of becoming the last line of, like, pure sport. Pure sport. These kids put their heart on the line. When you make it to a state championship and lose in a in in you know I saw the end of the game lose in heartbreaking fashion, what do you what do you say to those kids in the in the locker room after? Oof, yeah, it was, it was hard. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they 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 didn't want to they didn't want to hear really <laughs> anything at that point. Sure. Um, I just I mean I'll tell you exactly what I told them. We we uh, it was hard to talk on the field. Um, did the best we could out there. I got them back in the locker room. And I just told them in the locker room. Uh, how proud I and all of their coaches and their community was of them. And, um, the word I used, I told them, I said, fellas, your coaches adore you. And, uh, you know, we, we couldn't love you more and we couldn't be more proud of you. And, you know, I told them, I said, Every, everybody has a play they'd like back, so don't don't play that game. And, uh, you know, in due time, you'll just be really proud and grateful for the experiences we had this year. And that's what I told them. Mm. Um, and for those that don't know, in Mainland won on a 23-yard field goal as time expired. Um, twenty-one nineteen was the final, so it may. Gosh, it makes it. Listen, it's bad enough when you're tied and they hit that game winner, but when you got the point lead and, uh, you know, coach, there was a day where high school football twenty-three yard field goals weren't anything guaranteed. I imagine that has changed along the way. The quarterbacking and kicking have gotten a lot better in the last thirty years. They they certainly have it, and and you know we we thought we could block that kick. We yeah. had, uh, we had blocked an extra point. We had blocked a field goal already in that game, and uh, you know we fully intended to do it again. And, um, kicker did a good job, got the ball high, and was true, and um, won the game for him. Well, you, go ahead. Man. I got one more for you. What do you think about um, you, know, you guys play the majority of your games on a Friday, Friday, Friday night lights? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. What do you think about mm-hmm. the the daytime state championship games? Is that you know? Yeah, is, that, you, it was, it was pretty cool to be honest. I mean, I thought that was kind of fun. I for from from you know from our community's perspective, three o'clock was really a sweet spot. Um, because you got a lot of people that can travel over that morning mm-hmm. and then they can still get home in a reasonable hour. And, and you know, that way, if they, don't, if they don't want to take more than one day off of work, they can do that. Um, you know, I, I don't think it really phased our kids. It is, it, it's different, but it is a state championship game. So it's not, it's not crazy different. So, um, I didn't really mind that the Thursday was probably the bigger challenge. Um, and then also, you know, we found out everything. So last second from mm-hmm. the state, we found out the day last second, we found out the time last second. That was very tough from a logistics standpoint, but but the kids don't bear the brunt of the logistics. Um, so so that was a, a downer. But uh, as far as the actual game itself and the kids, I don't think it had too big of an effect. I love the fact they put them on live television. That's been way, yeah. way overdue for, for that move. Hopefully that's something that, that has sticks around. I, a last question, mm-hmm. I guess, is that Coach Brian Braddock joins us. His St. Augustine team uh, loses 21-19 in the, in the state final, and that is, uh, you know – I can, I can remember Tom Coughlin many years after their final, sometimes painful playoff loss. He's just, you know, right ahead to the next 
to the next challenge. And so for you, that means a 2020, what, four season that will be upcoming. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as I, as, I, as I read through here, the, you know, the almanac of St. Augustine football and the success you've reached, I, I would assume you're in pretty good shape, but give us an indication on your expectations for, uh, for next year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited for 2024 and, um, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, mentally getting ourselves there and that'll happen by the new year. Um, we do lose some tremendous seniors. Um, we do bring back a whole lot of talent and, uh, and that'll be its own team in and of itself just because there's a lot of talent coming back. We still, we still got to match the work that we did this year. Um, but we, we lose some guys that'll be hard to replace our middle linebacker, Drake Lusk, a, a strong safety, Jakai Singleton, and our tailback, Devontae Lyons, among others. But, um, yeah, a lot of great kids with a lot of talent coming back. So we'll, uh, we'll be excited to get working in 2024. Well, Coach, congratulations on a uh, terrific year. Brian Braddock at St. Augustine. Um, it came up just short, but, but again, you kind of feel like you just kind of reload that chamber down there at St. Aug, and you're going, <clears throat> you're going to have a, a, a good shot each and every year. And So congrats on this a terrific year. Con- congrats on the move down. It's been a great move. You left a good job at Mander, and I think a lot of people know that. And, and uh, it certainly looks like it's worked out for the best for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate it, guys. All right, man. Thanks, Coach. There he goes. That's uh, Brian Braddock on the um, All-Pro Roofing Hotline. That's today's Lockett Law High School Report. All right, take a quick time out. It is a Catlin Chuck Accessories a Tuesday. I got a pest of the day and more when we return. Thankful to have Matt Every in studio with us here this morning. I want to get into the business of golf here a little bit, too. We got this golf ball roll, roll back, mm-hmm. and I'm also curious how – you know, we talked about Live Forever Golf and how that's taken off for y'all. I'm just curious. You know, we see so much today about, you know, getting your clothes on this pro golfer or this influencer. And I want to put some fact and fiction to some of those, you know, some of those notions that are out there as well. So thanks so uh, so much for being up and at it with us. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Back with more next. What do you remember about the first time you won the Bay Hill Invitational? Did you expect to win? You hadn't won at that point, right? Those were your two wins. You won Bay Hill twice. I really like this song. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Well, I'll get you a CD. Uh, all right, you can listen to it on the way home. <laughs> what do I remember? Oh man, Is I remember. Stand- I do remember a lot. I, think- I, I going into that week, I definitely thought I was going to win. I had like three or four looks on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and then we got to Florida. Either Honda or Tampa, I played really well at, and we were coming into Bay Hill. I had great form, and. Uh, do we got time? I got a good story yeah, from that week. Yeah, 100%. So there's this guy, This the analytics guys were starting to get big around. This is 2014. They okay. were kind of breaking into the game, and there was this dude out there. He was in the locker rooms every week, and they had Wi-Fi in the locker rooms, and he was an English guy, and he was a he was an analytics guy, but he was also a professional gambler. And, you know, <laughs> he would buy and sell guys as they got close to the lead. Well, him and I, you know, he knew I liked to gamble, so we would talk, like, about – you know, English Premier League or the NFL or, or you name it. So I see him in the locker room. It's early in the week. Is it a problem that the tour has this dude in the locker room? I don't think they knew. <laughs> and uh, it's early in the week. And uh, I bump into him in the locker room on like Tuesday or something. And he goes, hey, uh, and I hadn't seen him in a while. He goes, hey, uh, you, you're having a nice year. And I go, yeah, thanks, man. He's like, uh, let me tell you something. He goes, every time you get in contention, I bet against you. And I was like, what? Like, out of nowhere, he told me this. That's not nice. No. I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, you're far too aggressive on Sundays. He goes, you've gotten on the West Coast, you almost got to the winning number three times, and you you didn't close. So he goes, if you're in contention at the end of the week, come find me Sunday morning, I'll have something for you. 
Sunday morning rolls around. I'm in, I'm in like second to last group. I, I see him in the locker room. He goes, all right, look, there's been 30 guys who have gone through a whole three so far. One, two, three. Because here's a stroke average. It's like 4.4, 3.3, 4.3. So the three days. No, the first three holes. That's okay. what they were playing oh, on oh, Sunday, oh, oh. Okay. The, the average stroke average. He goes, if you change your mindset to if I par the first three holes, I'm gaining a stroke on the field. Mm-hmm. Is that might be a difference maker for you. So I don't want to say that was like a, a big deal for me, but, but it definitely made me look at bit. it a little yeah, because you are like, aggressive by nature. Yeah, and sometimes if you do go out and you par the first three, you might feel like you're stuck in neutral. But mm-hmm. if you look at it from a different angle and say, "Okay, I'm actually you're gaining strokes, gaining." On I the guess field. the only problem I would have that like competitor to me would say, "Well, yeah, that's because all these slappies are going out in the morning, right? They're not playing yeah, as good as the guys." It's not a lot like, of slappies. You, well, out there. okay, not, I didn't mean to be. I disrespected your profession. Okay, I got guys out of contention that sure. are going out. The guys I'm playing with, they ain't going to go par, par, par. So that would be the other argument I think I would have with myself. Yeah. Who did you play with in the final round? Do you remember? Um, this guy had a great pairing. This kid, Ben Martin. I remember the name. my age. Played at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Super nice guy. Um, and What year is this? Like, oh, five? 14. Wait, 2014. Oh, it's when you won the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the next year, I'm not sure. I, I was thinking I, the I'm thinking Both the Florida times career. I was in this second to last group. Both times? Yeah. Do you like that? Or would you rather be in the last group, or does it matter? It the guy keeps it a little bit off of you, and he a can little make bit. a run. I mean, I've been in the last group plenty of times, and it's it's all the same. It feels you won it back to back years, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Who did you play with the second year? I don't remember. Yeah, that's great. Keegan, maybe. I love these dudes. They win PGA Tour tournaments. They don't even remember who they were. Oh, dude, you're so with. dialed in on your own. Your yeah, own stuff. I can't I mean, imagine you're in your own world for you four had and a half hours. You had a dial in. I don't think people understand. Like, you had no, long periods always a, in years. A chop. It was. I <laughs> it was, wasn't always a chop. I wasn't. I mean, it was. You know. 10 to 16 yeah, was elite, really, really good How for me. How high did you reach in the world rankings? I think rankings, I got like know? mid-30s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when everyone was and we being talk, ranked in And the we world. talked earlier now, you've, you've, you've kind of given up the ghost on that. Is that Was that hard to do? I mean, do you, do you yeah, look? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to like, the, the hardest part is like looking back at uh, everything. I, I Well, I'm not crazy about talking about my, myself, to be honest. Okay. But I I, well, it I'm is, asking you, so it's not like you came in here and say, let me tell you about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're talking it, with Matt t- Every, by the way. It's, yeah. it's, you look back at all the things you've done in your career and, like, putting a cap on Florida that Gator is... Hall of Famer in here, too, by the way, E.T. Mm. I once saw Matt, and I said, oh, Hall of Fame this weekend. What time are you going down? I'm not going, he told me. Dang. I didn't, uh, I didn't even, they didn't even tell me I was in it. I found <laughs> out, like, from a buddy. He's like, congrats. <laughs> I was like, for what? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> It's like, uh, you, Joe Kim, Noah, I kill your. Uh, like, Did you end up going? What you a went. class. Yeah, nobody went, dude. Nobody went. There was like six guys. All right, so anyway, so you look back on your career and you take yeah, some no, pride sad. in some I of the things I do take pride in it, yeah. and it, and it, there's a lot that went into it, but at, at the same time, there's there's other things to life, and this is kind of chapter two for me. It what, starts what, now. What is the indication that? Yeah, I just can't do it at that level. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there a time? Does is there's it losing a, lot. a part so, of your game? I mean, uh, get a little bit. You talked about ceilings earlier. I still think my game is a high ceiling. Like I, when I went and played second stage, if it was just to the eye, like blind, you weren't adding up scores. Like I know for a fact, you look like a tour player. Yeah, yeah. and I hit it like a tour player. So I really do. Well, I mean, it's good. It's, uh, it's just little things. It's, I mean, it's not getting up and down here and there. Um, missing a a little one here and there, having a brain fart and and on an easy tee shot and. 
just it, yeah, it, it, it's you. little things. I'm also 40 now. I have two kids. I don't have the time like some 25 year old with no scar tissue who's eat sleeping and breathing <laughs> it. Look, man, I I can't do that anymore, and and, yeah. and I have to just be aware of it. All right. Um, it it helps. I bet it helps and keeps you engaged in the game as well. I don't know if that's necessarily a goal, but having the golf apparel company, Live yeah. Forever Golf, it's doing terrific, and we've. We've sported some of your stuff. We gave away the, the the hats at our at our golf deal. It's it's terrific. I like everything uh, about it. A lot of people wonder when you do that. Do you have to have like? Do you have to get your product on a PGA Tour player or we're, bag? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, we're we've been you know so we're four years old. We've been experiment experimenting a little with that. We do have Tyson Alexander right now. Okay, here's that's my buddy's t- kid. Yep, he joined us at uh, at Players this year. First timer. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. And. Best looking guy on the tour too. Oh, wow. Regardless if he wears, I haven't raked him yet, he's but I'll good, let you know. He's a good looking dude. Um, that's kind of where I, f- I, f- I fall a little bit in this. Jeff is uh, all right. Let me give you an example. Adam uh-huh. Scott, uh huh, great looking guy. Right? Okay, yeah, I mean he is. What are we do? Where are we going here? Okay, he wears uh, Uniglow. Now, if you've traveled at all, Uniglow, and it's, this is not a knock so. In other words, Uni- I, are we headed towards you want to put your product on good-looking guys? Absolutely, okay. that's where. We're that's at. why Dan and I and you got something. And, and Coach hey, Doug Peterson, yeah, that's Coach right. P, Coach yeah. P, uh, we love Coach P. What's He's the deal with who's, who's? I have no. He lives in my neighborhood, but I've never met him. Yeah, but like, where's I the tie? Because he does with, have the uh, stuff on. Who's he does. He, who's he, he, wears, he boys with? Yeah, you know, we sent some stuff to Balky and him. Okay, and they just they love it. Balky traded it for a bag of beans and a he did a great trade and an end that can't rush the passer. It was a really good trade. Uh, speaking of that, I played golf the other day with uh, before I got injured. Uh, Christian Kirk. What injured? And, oh, before he got injured. Yeah, and uh, Josh Peterson. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Doug's kid. Okay, Kirk, I heard Kirk's a pretty good golfer. He's very good. Yeah. He's very good. He's super consistent. It, to the eye, it looks. I saw him play with your guys. Bob does sports. Oh, he really? did something with them in the off season out there. They were they were out in Arizona. Out. Yeah, 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 in, yeah. In Arizona. Yeah. So, so yeah, Christian's from the the mecca on Scottsdale. Yeah, you know, but. Really solid game. Dude, Josh Peterson is an animal. He, a good player. like, cruises it 40 by me. Sounds, like a, big boy. sounds like a fighter jet yeah. <laughs> off the face. Yeah, I'm, ser- I'm dead cool. serious. I mean, he's a tall kid. I mean, he's super athletic. He told he grew up playing golf with Sam Burns sure. uh, in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, Sam's the reason I quit. Because he like, was so good? That's, that's not a fair – I mean, I'm telling you, he's, he's gifted player. enough to where I think Josh – could, could play like competitive. Yeah, golf. yeah, like like he could. Just he doesn't could seem fair. Give it a team. try. Doesn't seem fair. I mean, he's Joker's already in the NFL, but he's probably good enough to be a pro. I mean, it's just and a super guy. Both, both of those guys. Let me ask you about awesome. one other. So it's not really not that important to get your stuff on a PGA Tour pro per se. It is unless it is they're a really bit, good, unless they're really good looking. I will say, like influencers and stuff. There's yeah. They, what about they, the influencer they game? They don't do crap. They're not doing anything for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matty. That hurts, ET. He's an yeah, influencer. Dude, that hurt me, man. Yeah, hey, Matty, fine. how many home? Oh, I was about to say home runs. How many hole in ones do you have in your career? I don't believe it or not. I don't know the answer to that. It's like <laughs> five. To, it's like six to twelve. And that's oh, wow. in PGA events. No, or in your I've life. Never had so. Is that I, in your I, life? I do remember some in my life. I never had one until I was out of college. Um, and then my dad. It was pretty cool. Nine oh four. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Whose idea was that? Yeah, same same person the with the elf, elf on the shelf? Same guy. <laughs> yeah, same guy. <laughs> um, I, I, what were we just talking about? 
We were talking about holes on one. I don't know if you know, Manny. I've never had one. I did know that. Came co- came close a few times at Windsor. I did recently, right? Mm-hmm. I showed. I was like, this far. It's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, I'll just you go back to you. Never had, never had one. My dad, my parents, when I got out of school, were going through a divorce. And my dad came down to Mexico. I was playing on the Nationwide Tour at the time. Oh, you t- you told us this and story. And it was super cool, man. I it was made, in, a, in like a court fairy. It was in a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made it. Um, That was my first one ever. He got to see it. It was random. And then uh, never had one in the tour event. I've had had them with buddies. I, I, I What's the last time you've had one? I don't know, man. Been a, been a while, though? Yeah, probably. It could be like a year ago, What's, too. Okay, what's the most recent, most memorable shot that you've hit? <sighs> like, give me a shot that's most memorable that even, like, takes a guy whose level is way above most of us ever reaching. You go, wow, that was, that was pretty good. I, I, I don't know, but I, I, there are plenty of times, like, when I – when I was looking back, like my the moments by myself where I was looking back at like some of the proud parts of yeah. my career, there introspection, are, there as are you tear came down, and yeah, the whole thing. A ball in the air, like, and it's come off the face, and it's just been like, are you? That is so sick, it's so are you pure. Kid, are you, you don't kidding even feel me? Yeah. yeah, under like big time situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's something that I'm I'm proud of. Well, you always have me to take out and, and beat around. I will not give you the kind of competitive. <laughs> um, fire that, that you need. So, All right, uh, let's do this. Let's turn our attention to the 9 o'clock hour. Still got the pest of the day. I want to get into some Jag talk. Got a big game this week. I, I don't want to put it out there just as, you know, point blank, but I kind of have a point blank statement about where I, what I feel about the, the game this week, and and it's probably go extends beyond maybe what some others point blank, you know, um, messages may be. So we'll do that and more. Uh, Matt Every in studio with us here today. It is a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. All right, we're back for the fourth and hour, uh, fourth and final hour of the program. The boys like to call it the nine o'clock nasty. I, I don't know. I'll see before he makes his big uh, jump to, you know, national affiliates and forgets about us. Matt Every in studio with us for much of this week. No? Yeah. Coming in a lot? Coming as much as you want. Atta boy. All right. Well, so we'll see every day. Um, hey, with the tunes today. He be in his bag now. You, you're not. You. You're not afraid to, you know, get into some shop five or pool contest. Yeah, what do we got? Throw a little, throw a little matchstick on a game here or there, right? Here or there. Uh, how, how do you like? How'd you like to be this? You ready? From the uh, Texan Design by Lifetime Enclosures. I feel so bad for this guy. I know. He was in the Circa Survivor contest. Yep, I know it. <laughs> You're such a degenerate. No, I'm not. It's just if you if you pay attention if you if you bet on real sports instead of play fantasy, you know these things. <laughs> okay, all right. Again, that's what I call degenerate. Anyway, um, he spent two thousand dollars and had two entries. Do you do this exact same thing? I have done the super contest. And that's okay. Circa is different. Is, is that Circa as in the Vegas? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, he spent two thousand dollars. He had two entries. Yeah. There were 9,267 total injuries. He lost one entry last week, and then he lost the other last night with the Packers. Oh. 9.2 million to the winner. He was down to 22 entries going into the weekend after the Steelers lost Thursday. Now it's down to 13 entries after the Lions lost Sunday and the Packers and Dolphins lost last night. He was offered 250 grand mm-hmm. last week for his final standing entry, and he declined it. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. When they get down to a certain amount of guys, that cho- they start talking about chopping it. Wow, two entries. Yeah, two entries left, and there was only like 30 left. Yeah. Oh. No, he lost one the week before. That probably went yeah, from the thousands still. down into the. But yeah, I got to be honest. I I like Survivor 
pools, and I like that payout. I may be just join the uh, degeneracy next year. So when you get into your circuit card, that's just let me know. You know what, what I would do? <laughs> this up. is full degen. Um, <laughs> yeah. What I would do is if we had a tournament in Vegas, a lot of those contests, you have to be a, a Nevada resident to, to play or be there in person to put your picks in. So if you did the super contest, like I would either book like a long layover in Vegas or just <laughs> – or if I was there for another it's, reason, it's, it's fun. It is. It's, it's a blast. And yeah. I do. I like the. I, I like the Fanduel and the DraftKings and the prize that, picks. Hey, that's some degenerate stuff. To book a long layover just so you can put hey, your pi- hey, pipe that. down. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, but just, it's it's the whole. It's, use a, of it's, your time. it's a whole year's worth of action too, it's and fun. It, it pays out like a tour sure. event. Dude. It's fun. All right, listen. I'm not going to make a bet on this. I, I think that we got lulled in such a into such a. I won't say false sense of security, but we got lulled into this sense of security with our Jaguars. I don't think we realize where we stand here on Tuesday. I don't think everyone does. They lose this game on Sunday night, buddy, and I'll give you some analytics. 50-50 to make the playoffs. And these people out there, including the guy I sit with, who's, again, I'll chalk it up to his confidence, his optimism, not to mention his knowledge. I'm not saying this, like, with disdain, you know, but... This notion that, oh, yeah, they're just going to win the last three, that's a bunch of garbage, man. Where do they end the season, E.T.? Refresh my memory. Who's the last game of the year? Where is that game? Tennessee. Is that the Tennessee Titans? Oh, yeah, that's an easy win, right? Oh, except Uh, the Dolphins lost to them last night at home. Yeah. So, if they lose this game this week, which they will be underdogs, I'm sure, to do. Three and a half. Okay. You're eight and six. You're going to be tied with one of those two teams. One of those two teams is winning this weekend, the Texans or the Colts. You can't keep dodging the pillow in the pillow fight you're in every week. On mm-hmm. one of these weeks, they are going to actually catch you. They haven't done it yet. They've gotten to it. If you lose, they will actually catch you. If they win this week, here's your scenario. Jags win the division going away. There's nobody's going to catch them. That's how important this game is. I don't feel – I think we're looking at it more like, well, we're injured. It's another primetime chance. And we're looking at all these other, you know – extracurricular, you know, aspects to the game. I think it's as, it's as simple as this. You win the game this week, you're in the playoffs. If you lose, you better be nervous. You better be nervous because you will have lost three straight and you would have two of your last three on the road and you just lost to Cleveland with Joe Flacco. So if you think going to Tampa with Baker is an easy win, shame on you. I'm, a, I'm already nervous. Yeah, I, 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 I am too. I'm, I'm past that point. Yeah, I am too a little bit. But – that being said, and we'll talk a lot more about this game as we go through it, that, that being said, it, it, you should not be overly optimistic considering the injury issues the team's been through and the fact that the Ravens are the top seed right now. Monday Night Football last night, though, boy, it was a... First of all, explain to me the genius behind having two Monday Night Football games and putting them on at the same time. I don't understand Who that came up all. with that idea? So let me get this straight, ESPN and ABC. You pay the extra money to get multiple Monday Night games, and you think the best way to utilize that is to put them on opposite each other? Yeah. How about a 6.30 kick and an 8, or Weren't a 7 and an 8.30? Early in the year, they did that. They did 7 and 8.30. That's perfect. Why they chose to put them both on opposite each other is, I don't know, seems really dumb to me. I don't think I would have... I don't think I would have... Uh, I don't think I would have done it that way. No. I would have chosen differently. I have today's pest of the day. Uh, the pest of the day, by the way, is brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Not not pest services, not pest company, pet solutions. Mission Pest Solutions, veteran and locally owned and operated. You can text or call 904-944-PEST. You'll speak directly with the owners. We believe in this so much and they in you that how about this? 
if you call before the end of the month and you tell them you're calling from 1010XL and you heard it right here on the drill and you set up your initial pet um, solutions service call, you will get it, $250 value, absolutely free. A free initial uh, pest service, $250 value, when you switch over to Mission Pest Solutions and make sure you call and make sure you tell them it was uh, through 1010XL, do it before the end of the year, and there you go. You get your first uh, initial pest service for free. My pest of the day is a guy who has won it in the past, and I don't know, let's look up in March and E.T., our boy Jod just may win it again. Uh-huh. I find it laughable, this nonsense on, on the stand yesterday. A grown man can't take the stand and come up with any reason why he punched a teenager in the face. Mm-hmm. How about plead guilty and pay the man and get on with it? Testifying for the first time in a lawsuit, roughly one week before he's expected to return from his suspension, John Morant took the stand Monday in Memphis, said he acted in self-defense when he punched a teenager at his home in July 2022. We're not at the park, E. We're not at the mean streets down at the gym, the wreck, where riots will break out over pickup basketball. We're at home. So I'm guessing said teenager, you know him. No? Do you know any NBA players that have, you know, pickup basketball games in their driveway with just whoever comes along? Like yeah. you like you walk over to Burnett Park and play this afternoon? <laughs> right? right? I'm assuming you know the kid, right? Well, Morant testifying uh, said he swung first at the teenager, then 17, to, quote, protect myself during an altercation that led to the uh, 17-year-old filing a lawsuit. Uh, Attorneys representing both sides questioned Morant at great length. The altercation came during a pickup basketball game at his Memphis area home when Holloway, frustrated by losing several games, was accused of throwing a one-handed pass at Morant. During a check ball situation, the ball hit Morant in the left side of his face, and then he went into, quote, self-protection mode, I guess. Mm. Either that or he got super ticked off because he got hit in the face with the ball and he beat up a 17-year-old. <laughs> you testified that this basketball was a weapon. Yes, Morant was asked by his attorney. Yes, Morant replied. Come on, man. A lethal weapon, she asked. It hurt, Morant said. <laughs> Can't punch 17-year-olds, gang, if you're grown up. And I know 17 isn't, isn't a 12-year-old. Don't get me wrong. But if just any of you aspiring Jags or current Jags, if you're out there, and I don't know, if you're ever hosting any kind of get-together here over the course of the next couple of years and there's teenagers there, don't punch any of them. Not going to end well, court of public opinion or, or otherwise. And that's today's Pest of the Day, brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. Call 944-PEST. Set up that initial pest service appointment, and it will be absolutely free as long as you do it by the end of the year. So uh, there you have it. Our new um, collaboration here wants you to take advantage by calling 904-944-PEST. Will you go to the game Sunday night? Yeah. Did you get season tickets, or are you just picking and choosing going a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Just picking and choosing. I ended up getting them, and so I've I've now uh, ordered the the playoff tickets. Hopefully we, (laughs) we have some. Listen, I don't mean to sound, by the way, you know, o- overly down. I'm not saying I think that's going to happen. I'm not saying I think the Jags will lose this week and are going to miss the playoffs. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this this security blanket that we've wrapped around ourselves all year long, since since an opening day win at Indy, we have led the division. We've led it the whole way. We seem to be much better than the rest of the division. Even when the others, you know, make a little run, we push them back down. Mm-hmm. That all goes out the window if the Jags lose this Sunday and we're tied and you got to play, you know, you, you got to play a game at Tampa and at Tennessee. 
uh, to me, a challenge that's not much different than playing at Cleveland, and that's a challenge that you failed miserably. Yeah. You know, this past weekend. So it's almost like we took a deep breath after that Texans game. Like, whew, all right, we got a couple game lead. That, just getting one of those last two would have been huge, Jeff. No, for sure. And they should have gotten both. What if we had both? What if we're sitting here right now, 10 yeah, and 3? Yeah, as, as bad as they played, they still had it was set good up, look at winning it. Listen, it was set up for this Sunday night's game to be exactly what we thought it could be. It was set up for it to be for it all. Yeah. All we had to do was win our games. They, they're they all falling by the wayside. The Dolphins lost at home to the Titans last night, for Pete's sake. To yeah. the Titans at home on Monday night. Parody, baby. We haven't seen that since, I don't know, way back a week ago when the Jags lost to the Bengals. i got to say the Bengals are better than the Titans, though. That was yeah. a bad loss by Miami. That was a bad loss, man. You're in good shape here. Now you got back-to-back games against superstars. And Look, you might not have your superstar. Yeah, Tyree Kill got horse-collared last night. Another missed call by the officials. Imagine that. Um, I'll tell you something else, too, we don't talk about as much, and I've mentioned it from time to time. The two seed's also important, right? If you yeah. can't be the one you want to be, you don't, you'd rather be the two than the four. Yeah. You know, wins are at a premium here, and I feel silly us talking about suddenly playoff seeding after we have thrown up on ourselves these last two games, right? We've given away so much of the, of the you know, so many of the assets that we had earned so far this year. So I feel silly talking about it, but yeah, they they could potentially if they could win these last four. Like, huh, how about let's win a quarter? Never. I'm not even going to do. It. <laughs> nah, I'm not even. Gonna, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. Um, draft talk. Draft talk. Where do the I've got uh, ESPN's latest from their you know uh, uh, scout his latest mock draft, and I am not ready to go full full board draft talk, but there's a couple things here that interest me. Brock Bowers, by the way, number 10 to the Chargers. Um, They've got the Jaguars picking a very optimistically, very optimistically, they've got the Jaguars picking 25th. Oh, wow. What position, guys? What position should and will the Jaguars draft? If, now, look, at 25th, it might come into, like, where where is your core of certain positions, right? Those tend to fluctuate on draft. Like, there's a receiver mm-hmm. run, and suddenly... Uh, there are the ends that you want to go grab or vice versa. What what position would y'all say the Jags draft if they take uh, number 25 overall? Mm, I'm going O-line. You're going O-line. E? Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Because you're planning on getting rid of Ridley then. Maybe. No? They. I would not we have. Still, we still need help there. Yeah, I would not have said wide receiver. And um, Are you completely out on Ridley? I'm not. I'm not completely out. No, no, out. no. no. No, I'm. I'm certainly. Wor- I didn't get what I thought we were. getting. Do you think maybe this the the way it's been this year, we we might get a deal on him next year? Maybe. I hope so. I'm just listen. Here's the deal with really. It's just not what. It's just I didn't get what I was sold. Yeah. You know what what he sold from earlier in his career, and then what he doubled down and sold in training camp. When I believed to when he said I'm going to be. Hey man, I, I got this. I'm a 1400 yard receiver. Well, no, you're not. You're a guy who half the time looks like you haven't studied the playbook. So that concerns yeah. me. I'm I'm not definitely getting rid of Ridley. But I'm not doing whatever it takes to keep him either. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. that's how I would describe it. They have the Jaguars going receiver. Really? Xavier Leggett, a wide out from South Carolina. Here's why they, I don't posture it that way. The Jaguars have speed, Christian Kirk, and precision Calvin Ridley at wide out, but lack power. That's what Leggett brings at 6'3", 227. Caught 73 for 12.55, seven touchdowns while out-muscling defensive backs on breaking routes with the ball in his hands. The Jaguars appear set on the offense. What? 
The Jaguars appear set on the offensive line. These <laughs> experts are know. idiots, dude. I'm, I'm convinced across all sports. They don't when pay I, attention When I hear they? expert, I immediately throw it out. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, How no can chance. you say our offensive line is okay? How are we set there? Yeah. It, it, it grades out by all of those that do the grading as one of the worst in the league. Huh. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. We'll see what's trending when we return. You're listening to The Drill on 92.5 FM. You ever see one of those trades in, like, Major League Baseball or, like, like, like the Braves? They, like, fleece everybody. Like, they trade, you know, they get, they get Matt Olson and Sean Murphy for a bag of beans. I feel like I've just fleeced the broadcasting world, trading Dan Hicken for Matt Every this Stop week. It. It's just like, you know, all the grades, trade grades. Not sure what Dan was thinking. Big win for... Uh, we kid because we care, but certainly happy to uh, catch up with Matt. I haven't seen you enough, man. It's, it's been, been a while. Since you've yeah, been, I didn't, been I didn't know us. if I w- had a busy w- year. Wore out my welcome oh, or on. what it was. I mean, you guys. I just I don't understand it. We've done your podcast like twice. I'll since tell you what. So nice, how would that be? This setup in here is you like it. Like better. How's the podcast doing too? I mean, you know, I don't doing know. Great. I'm yeah, a multi-time, uh, you know, a guest. I don't know if you, you know that. Our biggest hits have been with you, by the way. That's because you get local guys. Yeah, mostly local listeners. Makes sense. Well, that one we had Hicken on was a record breaker. Was it? It really was. That's probably because I was. There, yeah, anyway. talking smack about me. Nah. Did they? I didn't talk any smack. Oh, about you're you talking about the running stuff? Yeah, yeah. He, he you were talking, you, you I don't know why. That's your like boy, though. Wasn't even he a... likes to go backseat driving and vaz up with Hicken. <laughs> I mean, he's that's his boy, but Hicken, no, that was, Hicken that was, takes him out. But that was that was Maddie talking that smack. No, no he said hey, he wanted some let's, of let's you. Do, let's do a relay race for the drill. You and Hicken versus me and Prosser. Even with a bad hand, I beat all y'all by myself. Matt thinks. Matt fancies himself a sprinter too. Yeah, so. he does. Man. First of all, you, I'm, I, I, with all due respect, you're gonna have to zip it, okay? I'm not saying because the guy on the injured list don't get to go running. We try I to know, get you to right? race down. You keep telling, I got this. I'm all right. <laughs> but that. y'all, y'all know. So you don't get to do it. You don't get to claim anything. You don't. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have so we have too much fun around here. All right. Well, let's see what's trending. That's brought to you by Sir Speedy in there, uh, and also by Pet Paradise. Look, they got a great. <clears throat> You ready to get a dog, a new pet? Boy, I've lost two this year. I'm even considering this because this holiday season, Pet Paradise is partnering with Florida Urgent Rescue to find homes for four local pups in needs. Now, uh, check this out. You can see the available dogs by visiting the website at Pet Paradise or their Facebook or their Instagram. But not only do you get four lovable dogs looking for their forever home, but each pup is going to go through Pet Paradise's 21-day dog training program. So they're going to arrive at your home, their adopted home, with a one-year wellness plan for New Day Veterinary Care and in great shape. So the Home for the Holidays promotion is one of the many great things going on at Pet Paradise. they got locations all over town. Don't forget uh, to make your holiday reservations inside of two weeks now for Christmas. E, take it away. Number five. So now that Shohei is now a Dodger after signing that 10-year, $700 million deal, ticket prices, the... To get inside the stadium, first game of the season, ticket prices went up 364%. Mm. That's, you know, and, and meanwhile, they, they they have deferred it all, and so they're not even having to pay. So the rich get richer uh-huh. with the what – a, what a coup by the Dodgers, by the way. If you can get a guy for $700 million and then instead just pay him $2 million a year for the next two, wow. 10 years, uh-huh. and then in 10 years pay him the $680 million, well, you can keep the six hundred eighty million, and you can invest that for ten years. And when it comes time, you're going to get it for pennies on the dollar. It'll be interesting tomorrow with, with Daniel Murphy in here. That they got to do something about that. That just does not seem. It doesn't. It seems like it, it violates the spirit of. Yeah. I wish, and and Murphy is. Uh, we are on polar opposites because, like, what fan, what I, 
as both a media and a fan would suggest, Murphy gets prickly and icy. He doesn't like anything that takes away from players and their ability to make money. Mm. Like, so I think, I think what would save baseball is to make it more competitive and make it fair. I think people love the NFL because they think it's fair. Outside of the refs, they think it's fair. They're on a level playing field. They all have the same salary cap. They all have the ability to franchise a player. It, it, it's it's uniform. This what's going on in Major League Baseball is... Big bank tank, little bank. Well, it's, Shohei, the $70 million a year alone is higher than eight or nine other team payrolls. Hmm. How are you supposed to... How how is that any that's fun? Insane. So yeah, that that's that's strange to me. Is it fair to say I was talking to Gibby? Is it fair to say Babe Ruth is the Jordan and Shohei is he LeBron? If you, that, that's yeah, I think that's fair. I don't. I'm not ready to say Shohei's the second best player of all time, but uh-huh. what he does with his ability to both pitch and hit. Look, I know this with social media and cable access and every game. Dudes get a lot more cred nowadays than they did old school. Mm. Like today, we just rush to name a guy the best ever yeah, at whatever yeah. he does. Back in the day, we didn't do that. We just enjoyed mm-hmm. guys. And then after their career was over and you reflected, you say, well, gosh, Monta- Joe Montana's the best quarterback ever. As Montana was playing, you're not like, well, he's better than Bradshaw. He's better than Tarkenton. He's better than this guy. You know, we just kind of let it happen. Whereas now, boy, we rush to put these guys, mm-hmm. you know, on their rush more. Yeah. Uh, Shohei's a great player. What he does, like the, this war stat that they have, wins over replacement, you know, he, he 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 peaks top two or three as both a pitcher and a hitter, never mind combining it and running away from everyone. So I, I like that, though. I, I, I definitely think Babe Ruth is is the GOAT. And Shohei yeah. will never catch him. I don't care mm-hmm. if he plays 10 more years. He'll never do what Babe right. Ruth did. And, and again, this is also where we're guilty of the times. Yeah. People today don't understand. They say, oh, if Babe Ruth played today, he wouldn't hit the ball. The hell he wouldn't. Right. He'd hit it out of the damn stadiums. Yeah, with all with a 40. He'll do it yeah. all, buddy. He'll rip you a new one while he <laughs> right. while he goes around the bases. So if you're into this, well, he couldn't do what they do today, you're just you're just wrong. There's no other way to say it. Number four. So not too long ago, Beyonce. I called Matt before he's about to say it. Oh, no, you like. did, man. <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready to bite. <laughs> Not too long ago, Beyonce had the Renaissance <laughs> tour, which garnered a whole bunch of millions and billions of dollars. That happens. So now what they're doing now is they're putting these tours, the concerts, in movie theaters. And in the first week, Beyonce made $21 million off of the Renaissance tour after oh they put it in the movie theaters. The Taylor did the That's same a new thing. thing. That's oh, the new thing, thing, huh? Thing. My daughter went to the Taylor Swift movie, and yeah. they all danced up at the front the whole time. The whole it's time? a great idea. And it's that's probably, new, isn't it? it? It's it's new, my, yeah. hey, I mean, back it, in the day, it was the wall, and you know, the guys were stoned going in and watching. Yeah. It wasn't the same kind of festive. So this might save the movie time? theaters, huh? This might save movie theaters. Yeah, well, I, my um, my daughter and her, they went to see the. I got this one. My daughter did like like an international lottery to get Taylor Swift tickets and and won, and they're going to like Vancouver to see Taylor Swift next year sometime. Wow. That's pretty legit. I mean, so they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, but to your point, wow, what another revenue stream for the, do you at some point just, I'm not even going to do a concert tour. I'm going to go do a concert. Uh I'm going to tape it, tape it, and and I'm going to run it in theaters and, you know. You're not going to make the money you would make if you went gate by gate by gate, but you're still going to make a heck of a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wonder how much of that 21 they get. I mean, obviously the True. theaters get some or some sort, but wow. Number three. Um, the last uh, the live sporting event was the F1 that uh, Netflix did, right? Was that the F1? Was they that? did the cup, the golf, uh, the, the uh, golf competition, which, uh, by the way, Netflix, sorry, 
that horse has already lived and been shot and buried. That's no fun anymore. Mm-hmm. This Whoop. the golf between tour pros and yeah. another athlete from a sport is lost its charm, at least for me. Well, Netflix announced their next live sporting event is going to be Rafa Nadal versus Carlos. Um, who was that? Alvarez. Yeah, uh, yeah he's the the, the up and coming. So it's going to be a, a tennis match. He's the next Rafa. Well, here's the thing, though. I don't understand that. Don't Those guys play, play each other anyways? in normal. What <laughs> yeah. is that? Right. Maybe uh, that doesn't make any sense. These athletes are all selling out for these exhibitions, though. That's uh-huh. what Liv is. Liv's yeah. exhibition golf, and they all sold out. They're playing the Showwood at Sherwood, Showdown at Sherwood every week. Mm-hmm. That's what Liv Golf is doing. It's not competitive golf. It's not legacy or lore or guts or glory. It's just getting paid to walk around like a like the silver spoon snob that you are. That's all that Liv is. Number so that's, two. That sounds like that to me. Whenever you hear about – and it sucks. Sorry, Jimmy Boat. Whenever um, – like fights break out at youth sports events, and normally, like if I tell you a fight broke out at a youth sports event, you're gonna know it's probably the parents or the kids. Well, there was a strange story that happened out in Colorado. <laughs> the referees, mm. the referees knocked if you buck. Wait, so the refs went at it? The refs went at it. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That I had to be something. In a personal. perfect world, both left very injured. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. It was in Colorado. Um, I guess one rep didn't agree with another one. They squared up and they went at it. And they went at it for a good bit. What, what sport are we talking about? Basketball. basketball. That's it. Always basketball, man. Always. But basketball. I don't understand how two refs go at it. Hey, I don't get. I, I don't, just don't understand uh, that. I mean, y'all got enough adversaries out there because you're screwing every single kid here in the building every time you make a call because you're terrible. Never seen you do it before, but I know you're bad at it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So just beat the hell out of each other. And let's get two more next week. Number one. This doesn't happen often. This doesn't happen often. Two tickets sold at the same location hit a 39, well, $395 million jackpot. Wow. At Wait. the same location. It was at a Chevron. It seems like it's always in California. This was at a Chevron in Encino, California. Two people hit for that $395 million. They'll split it down for $197.5 million. That is insane. Two at the same gas at station? At the same spot. Oh now, here were God. the numbers, Jeff. How would you have done? 21. 26, 53, 66, 70, and that Powerball number is 13. None of them. Me neither. None of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Where do people find the podcast? I've had a number of people on the- Anywhere you find your podcast. Anywhere you find yeah, your straight podcast. Straight down the middle-ish on Spotify. Straight down Apple, the middle-ish. You, you, Go ahead. You first thing it. you want to do is you want to go to the archives and look up the ones where I buy well, and then do, I and Dan You do on. want to do that, but we do have an all-timer coming out on Wednesday with my with buddy. Uh, his name is Spencer Levine, and he is one I of know the Spencer biggest Levine, the characters golfer. Isn't he ever, like French or something? Ever on tour. No, he's- Sacramento, California. Who am I thinking of? There was a guy. Was there another Levine that played? Ju- Juice Luton, maybe. Yeah. Nah. Avril, maybe. Uh, yeah. Avril Levine, Canadian. <laughs> Avril Levine. Uh, so Spencer Levine from the foreign country of Sacramento will be yeah. on this. Oh, that's kind of what y'all get? Have you already done it or no? Oh yeah, we already did it. It's coming yeah. out Wednesday. We'll give me just a little. What's so great about? It? I mean, you're excited. Well, if here. you want like like some personable stuff and just hilarious stories from back in the day this is your guy there's a lot of boring golfers yeah that's for sure you're not one of those Matt. i'll do sorry straight down the middle is where other podcasts are sold (laughs) uh one more number one is that it or that was it it? that was the one all right cool uh we gotta hurry we gotta introduce you to jaguars today maddie appreciate you we'll see you tomorrow see you tomorrow we'll see you thursday we'll see you friday all right yeah by the way now the two-minute drill brought to you by tire outlet Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
All right, it is a uh, check to tape for Tuesday. That's becoming quite painful as uh, Logs will be in studio with Tony, Mike, and the boys for Jaguars today. Uh, Tony, what else you got? Uh, yeah, we'll be digging into it with Jeff. Back-to-back losses and how can they get back on the right track. It'll be their toughest test uh, in this streak, obviously, with Baltimore coming to town for Sunday Night Football. But we'll take a look back on exactly how it went sour for the Jags on Sunday. I, I mean, good luck figuring this whole league out. I mean, just... You know, a the week at, a week, certainly got tipped on its head. Well, yeah. and and it continues to. And a week after we uh, bemoan that, how could any true contender do something like this? The Dolphins won up us yep. with a home loss to to the to the Titans, and the way that happened down the stretch. I mean, dare to dream. You look at what Baltimore has still got. What they got Miami. I believe they got the 49ers. Miami's got Baltimore. I think they got the Cowboys. Uh, the Chiefs. Look a whole lot like the Jaguars. I mean, there's still a lot to be determined. And I say all that believing this. Lose Sunday, to me, all bets are off. I mean, I do. there is not a part of me that thinks we're a guaranteed playoff team if they don't win this Sunday. No, it'll be interesting <clears throat> to see, does C.J. Stroud play this week? Yeah. You know, trying to get through the concussion protocol. We'll see what happens with Houston in that circumstance. But, yeah, look, it's, it's four one-game seasons for the Jags from here on out. It's five one-game seasons. Going into Cleveland, well, 0-1, right? And that kind of stretched to this point. And their toughest test, as I said, with Baltimore coming to town on Sunday night. The other part is this. I mean, I, I don't know how anyone who punches a ticket to the AFC playoffs can feel like they don't have a chance to win it. Sure. One to seven. And and maybe we'll get a better indication if that if that's if that's the right kind of thinking when we host the top seed yeah, for be, now Baltimore. It'd be nice if they got hot. All right. So uh, Tony, yeah. Mike, Jeff Lagerman, and gang for Jaguars today. That's uh, coming up next. E? Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. All right, listen, I get it. We always live in the age of today, and so we find ourselves saying this is the best this since ever and the most this ever. <clears throat> I'm really having a hard time. I'm not looking back year by year in the in the annuals, but find me a year where there's been more parity than the NFL than this year where you just got 11 teams deep in one conference, 10 teams deep with, like, legit within a game of the playoffs. It's just been remarkable this year. That parity was display on, uh, on display this weekend, and my takeaway – Six of the outright division leaders lost straight up this week. Unheard of in, in the NFL. Six of the eight after the Dolphins lose. Uh, well, the Dolphins, yeah, after the Dolphins lose uh, last night. E? Jeff, you said something in the 6 o'clock hour, man. This game might be a must-win game, man. I think I'm leaning towards that. Yeah, it might be, which is fun. We'll just add to the uh, atmosphere. Let's, I think we're due for a good one. We'll see if we get it this week. All right. Uh, Maddie will be back in the studio with us tomorrow. We appreciate you. Jaguars today is coming up next. It's been a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday.